All right, it is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Lawyer Talk, the weekly interface with the Blitz coming up soon. Uh, until then, we're going to talk some shop. So we've got at the table the usual suspects. Jared, we got the ex-checker. Check. Checking the X's. We may, uh, you know, rumor has it, the man with the beard may join us today. I know, I, I hear the skepticism in the... No, I saw the text. I was going to come in. But today, my attorney could be your attorney too. Steve Palmer is going to be taking live calls on 99.7 The Blitz. We've got open lines right now. Text it in. What do you think the questions are going to be, Steve? Well, you were just saying as we were off the air, we needed to record this, and that's why we're recording it. But it's like you, you said, the days are sunny. The temperature is warm. The masks are coming off. Mask the masks off, tops off. off. It's like I sort of imagine that time in, in the old days when people still, we used to have fun. And when, you know, you're on a, say you drove six hours for the holidays or something to get to your cousin's house and everybody is waiting, or say it's Thanksgiving and you're coming home from college or something, or you're going to visit relatives. And, you know, as soon as you get there, you just get shot out of a cannon. You just start drinking. Um, and, and eating, eating, drinking, partying. And it's just like throw all the sheets to the wind. Being a human again. And have some fun. Fireworks. It's like a man. Oh, fireworks, fireworks, baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, do people, I think they're ready to they're ready to throw down, man. They're ready to really get out and and like the roaring twenties. Yeah, well, didn't, yeah. didn't 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 we come back and roar right after a pandemic? Well, we did. And then it then it happened again. Well then the Great Depression. That was Depression a plague, happened. practically. Yeah, well, that, that was, was that really was, bad. That was, yeah, that was that was bad. And but yeah. then we had the Roaring Twenties. They came out, man. They threw down. They threw down. And then the government, what they do, they stepped in and ruined it all with prohibition. Yeah, that's <laughs> prohibition. <laughs> for for you know they <laughs> the nineteenth amendment. Was it the nineteenth? No more fun, man. You're not allowed to well, have fun. It was to save the world, but what they did was they funded the mafia, like you would right. never believe, you know what I mean? The underground was like, oh, thank you. Oh, so much. Oh, Maybe gift. they did that on right. purpose. Let's see. We've got like the entire country who imbibes in alcohol and loves it. And maybe like 10 or 20% that don't, and we don't care about them. They are still going to imbibe in alcohol and love it, even though you're not allowed to do it. So you've just made a market for us. Thank you. You know, well, I mean, I was just, just got back from Cleveland. And uh, you you can start to feel it, and people are coming out, and and they're ready to, uh, you know, the, we were at the the club there with Jason Banks, and they still had because as we were walking in and talking to the manager, you know, I mean, the rules were changing, and changing. He said, "Man, it's not going to be long. We're going to be able to go back to full capacity." Yep. You know, they're excited. Well, modified full capacity. Well, modified. You know, though, it's the floodgates are open, man. You can you can try to contain that no, crowd. I know, it, I know. It shall not be contained. I don't care be, what. I know. It'll be interesting to watch. I don't, I don't yeah. care what that little yeah. guy in the executive branch has to say about it. He ain't going to be able to stop it. Uh, until their next. Well, that, they right. have something up their sleeve already because well, you know the, the passports the are coming. season is coming. The passports, passports are, are coming. coming. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't care. care what Fauci said. Well, when he says no, that means yes. Did you see he got uh, debunked again? Or like he got caught lying again. He's like, well, you know, we were saying that uh, that you still need a mask after the vaccine just because we wanted to appear like we were being really safe. And, and, you know, he started to dance around that. I forget who was asking questions, but he was backpedaling like. Uh, and again, nothing happens uh, look, to him. What's funny is people. If, I've, if I'd been this wrong in my career, 
My God, I wouldn't have had a thirty-year career. I would have had a three-second career. What's amazing is you know how there. Th- this is this is such a fast. I had to use this for the courtroom. It's such a fascinating explanation for either being wrong uh, on purpose or otherwise. He's not saying you know we just uh, you know we just misinterpreted the science here a little bit and you know uh, now we've gone back and we looked at the data and we've changed our position on it. You know, and that would be perfectly acceptable. No, he's not saying that. He's just saying, no. you know, we lied to you. We lied. You know, I, we weren't wrong. We knew all along, but yeah. we just lied to you. We just lied to you. And people are okay with that. They're okay. It is insane. And my point is, if they're going to lie l- about that, what else are they lying about? It is utterly insane to me. He just says, no, we just misled you on purpose because we knew better than you know. And, you know, we were trying to uh, steer you in the right direction. And, and you know, trust us. We're liars. Uh, and people I've have, never I've never understood that Steve how people will literally oh we know that politician lies so what yeah we're good with it and then I, how is that I mean they're they're what chill- th- th- there's more to it though if you read I, I happen to read these I try to avoid it man I tried to avoid it but it was like this <laughs> it was like this string on Facebook about somebody said are you going to stop wearing your mask people are not just saying or not just accepting that Fauci lied to them. Even though Fauci is saying he lied to them, they still think, as you read this stuff on Facebook, that they should wear the masks. They are. I mean, it is utterly, utterly insane. So the lies have worked, right? They've created this scenario where people don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And that people are just... <coughs> Who's this? Vaccinated people that are on, online? Yes. They're going to continue yes. to wear it? Yes. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that we were we were at the, the comedy club and they'd said something. We go back to the hotel, we turn on, and the news comes on. They're like... Tonight at eleven, special reports are your what are your mask hiding? You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those those in the reports. Bum, bum. Now that now that the government city saying okay, don't wear the mask, they're like now we're gonna tell you about all the stuff you've been breathing in and germs and everything that are living within your mask that oh. hang from your review mirror like bacterial some, pneumonia is has skyrocketed, which is exactly what people have said. Doctors that I listen to have said would happen. Yeah, but but you're saying there's still a, a large amount of people that are saying people are still going to wear their mask and they're still mad. At, I they thought think, only unvaccinated people were supposed to wear their mask. So here's what's happened. It started like masks were supposed to protect others, not you. And now people are still wearing their masks because those who aren't vaccinated won't de- wear their masks. They don't even know why they're doing it. Right. They don't. They don't even know why. No. So, all right, hold on. It looks like the Blitz is about right. to interface with us. Uh, we're going to tune in, as always, at uh, 99.7 The Blitz with uh, Randy and Loper and start getting some legal questions answered. I predict party, party, party questions and maybe some mask wearing questions, but who knows? So, Steve, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this was that. That's, so, Steve, so Steve uh, <laughs> they pulled back on the masks. Uh, what What do you think about that, man? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we shall see. So, All right, let's go. Here we go. Dial 821-9970. If you need free legal advice on Loper and Randy, better call Steve. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Steve Palmer joining us for legal advice. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, pretty damn good, man. Pretty damn good. On the phone the other day with your other friend, Dave Goldstein, also a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Good lawyer. He uh, he helps me out, helps you guys out, and uh, he's he can help anybody out. Just if you got an injury case, he's the guy. Yeah, if you get in a car accident, Dave Goldstein is the guy. All right, so on the phone right now, we can take you at 821-9970 or 800-821-9970. Uh, just a couple of open lines, but we do have some text messages here. A question. What do we have, Rick? 
Uh, this guy wants to know, is it legal to sell a car that has been in a flood in Ohio? That's from Kelly. Uh, the answer is, I think so, but it's it's not it would not be illegal or illegal sort of implies something else i mean is it uh, is it fraud or is it not fraud i think if you sell a car that has a rebuilt title after it's been in a flood uh and you disclose that i don't think there's any problem with that now there may be some statutory provision or something that uh, regulates that if a dealer is doing it but um as long as you disclose it i think that's okay the problem comes when people don't disclose those things and i know this happened uh, I think it was after Katrina or one of the big hurricanes down south. A lot of people were saying, watch out. A lot of these cars are uh, have been involved in floods and have been repaired or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not a big deal, I don't think, unless it's not disclosed. So if you sell a car and you say or don't say something material about it that is false, then then you've got a problem of fraud. And that would that would create... I guess that would be illegal from the standpoint that you could sue and rescind the deal and maybe even get some damages for fraud. So I would just say watch out. I, I don't know what the circumstances of that question are, but I'd always be careful. And, and and I know that everybody relies on Carfax, and I don't think that's always accurate. Uh, you don't oh, have really? to report. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to get the things that are reported. So let's say oh, that okay. uh, right, right. I, I took a car out of the flood, I changed the VINs, and I got really, really uh, criminal about it and, and concealed everything. You may never know, uh, or it may come up at the time you try to sell it, and then you got the problem instead of the person who sold it to you. So uh, and maybe, you know, uh, my dad told me this a long time ago, is that sometimes the deal is just too good to be true. So I would yes. always watch for yeah. that. All right. All right. Uh, this one comes from Zach. He says, if the police come to your door in a consensual manner and you do not answer it, but you're standing by your open window it, and it's obvious your home, is that a problem or is that still within your rights? Well, here's the thing. It's funny because the U.S. Supreme Court just ruled on this the other day uh, regarding uh, when and, and how the police can enter your home without a warrant. So you don't have to answer the door for anybody, let alone the police. Now, if the police have a warrant and they're allowed by court order to get into your house, you have to comply with that or they will just make you comply. That is, they'll just break your door down and come in and search it anyway. Um, but no, you generally don't have to let people into your house and you certainly don't have to let the police into your house uh, unless you want to. It's called uh, consent. And, you know, we still have the Fourth Amendment in our country and it's still important. And the U.S. Supreme Court just just said so again that, it is fundamental that the police can't just come into your house uh, for no reason. And uh, now, consent is a tricky thing. If they're if they say you better let us in or else, uh, you got to see what that or else is to determine whether or not it's a really a valid, reasonable consent that is knowingly, intelligently, and voluntarily given. That's the Supreme Court language. But generally, the answer to your question is no. You don't have to let the police in. Now, what are they going to think? They're going to think you're hiding something. They're going to think that. Uh, you're being cagey or whatever. But uh, I would say the best thing to do, if the police are knocking on your door and you have something to worry about, you should, one, not make any statements at all. Two, call me, 614-224-6142, and follow my advice from there. All right. Well, we have one that just came in. Um, this is pretty interesting. And they even said, I want to know the likely outcome not more than the moral side of it, okay? <laughs> okay. What if I refuse to give up my foster dog? The foster agency agreement does say they don't allow fosters to adopt, and I did sign it. But let's put that legal jargon aside. <laughs> I love the dog. I want to keep him. I only have four days. I don't mind paying the adoption fee they have. Heck, I'd double it. But if push comes to shove and they say I have to give him back and I simply refuse... 
What can they do? And are they actually going to do anything? I would imagine any kind of lawsuit would cost them thousands of dollars. An adoption fee is only 450 But just want some opinion on, like, the yeah. likely outcome. I, I mean, first of all, good for you. Anybody who engages in fostering animals and dogs uh, like that, you know, that that's that takes a special person uh, that, that really, really cares. And it sounds like you really, really, really care because you want to keep the dog and you've fallen in love with this dog. And I understand that. I have a dog and I, I love dogs, too. But there's a contract, and the contract says apparently that if you're the foster owner of the dog or, or, or caretaker of the dog, then you're not allowed to actually adopt the dog. I don't know why that would be. I don't know the logic behind that it. That is kind of crazy, right? Because I mean, they're psycho. Kelly. It's a dream scenario for a rescue if your foster wants to adopt a dog. Dream scenario. And the dog's already used to your house. So why you would want to take it out of that home is beyond me. Beyond uh, me. I, but I, he signed I, paperwork already, or she did, Yep, saying... I, that, no, they can't, can't adopt it. I would say mm-hmm. this. I mean, if, if you want a real world solution to the problem, and it sounds like not, first of all, I, I don't have any moral opinion of anybody on stuff like this. If you want a real world solution, I would start with a phone call to the, uh, to the agency and say, Hey, look, I know I'm supposed to only be a foster, but I would love to adopt this dog. Tell me if we can get that done. And, and, you know, this is one of those things that actually reaching out and asking and, and engaging in some conversation, you know, sometimes the old fashioned way still works. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't, nothing, not everything has to be this anonymous back and forth on the internet. You can actually go still see people, talk to people and engage them and, and actually, uh, have a human interaction. Uh, that may, that may get you somewhere. Now, if you say if they still don't want to do it and you say, I don't care, I'm doing it anyway, what are they going to do? They're going to go to court. They're going to sue you and they're going to get a court order that says you got to give up the dog. And if you don't, the judge will throw you in jail. I mean, that's ultimately how far it goes if you want to take it down that path. Um, but again, I think that I would hope there's a solution to this short of that. And I think if you want to ensure that it doesn't work out for you, then don't ask them or engage with them in any way, shape or form and just keep the dog and see what they do. They're going to take some action. If you want to try to head. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. If you want to, if you want to try to get ahead of it, call them up and see if there's a, an agreement you guys can reach outside the agreement you already have reached. And when you call them to ask guarantee that you will keep being a foster for them because that's what they're worried about losing a foster home to an an adoption Uh. situation so just say look i want to keep this dog i'll pay double to keep this dog i'm fostering but i also want to remain a foster home for your animals oh perfect and i bet they'll work with you yeah or don't say if you don't give me this dog i'm never going to be a foster again Oh, wait a minute. Right. That's sort of the No, I like, yeah, I like that way. That way oh, sounds way better. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds way better. Well, I had a friend who um, she wanted to adopt a dog, and they're like, no, because you didn't bring your cat to the vet enough. And she was like, what? My cat wasn't sick. I, I didn't bring it because it wasn't sick. And they're like, so you, you can't adopt the dog from this place. Wow. Kelly, yeah. why why are they like that? This is like the routine checkup or whatever. Yeah. I, I'll just say that on the on the uh, rescue's behalf that you they do put a lot of money into their rescue dogs because typically they're taken out of bad situations or a situation where they haven't been taken care of. They put a few hundred dollars into caring for a dog and they want to make sure that when they transfer the dog into your possession that you will continue vet care and caring for the dog. Like that's their concern. So I think sometimes they go way overboard when it's a good person. You can talk to the person and see that they're a good family. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes there's still no working with with them. So it's too bad for your friend. All right, we do have line one here with Don standing by. Don, what's up? Hi, I'm a current medical marijuana patient from Ohio. What's up, Don? I was, I was calling because my wife is a licensed social worker for the state. She mm. has her license and all that. Yeah. Card herself. And we called a lawyer before, and he kind of got rude and just kind of hung up on her. I, I missed uh, some of that question. It sounds like you cut out. So I heard your wife is a social worker, and and, uh, and I missed the next part. Did she try to get her card, or what happened? No, no, she's a licensed social worker. She's uh, She works with elderly people. And uh, she was asking her lawyer here in Delaware where we live, if she would be able to get her card and he just kind of didn't want to give her an answer. Well, we're trying to figure out if it's, if it's legal for her to obtain a card. Well, is it legal for her to obtain a card? Well, it's legal in the sense that it's lawful for everybody else to obtain a medical marijuana card. So there is no, there, there shouldn't be any reason state law wise, unless she doesn't qualify for her to get her card. Now the question is, is that going to interfere with her license as a social worker? And the answer to that is, I don't know. I would have to read the small print of the administrative regulations regarding social worker licenses. And then you'd have to ask another question, even if she's not working as uh, in that capacity with her license under the state law, a lot of times privately companies would say, no, we don't, we're not going to let you work here with a medical marijuana license for X, Y, Z reason. And then we'd have to analyze it from that standpoint also. So maybe I'm not going to impugn any lawyers in Delaware or anyone else or anywhere else. I would just say there might be a lot more to the question than a quick answer could provide. And uh, but I would start here. I would I would look up the regulatory scheme regarding her license as a social worker and see if there is any pronouncement, whether it's by some opinion or whether it's actually written down in the administrative code about whether she is permitted to have a medical marijuana card and and or use marijuana uh, for that purpose. So. That's where I would start. And then I don't know who's employing her, and that's going to be the next question. So, you know, it, this is these are issues that are going to continue to arise because, you know, things like truck drivers. Are they allowed to have a medical marijuana card when necessarily they're going to be driving and they're going to have marijuana metabolites if they're using marijuana? I mean, it gets sort of uh, – we're going to go into these gray areas as, uh, as time goes on, and it'll get, it'll get figured out uh, one case at a time or maybe through some attempt at a broad-sweeping law. But – for now, I would start with the code and then work from there. Um, if she wants somebody to do some research for her, we'd be happy to do it. 614-224-6142. Just give us a shout. Now, let me ask you one question here, Don. Uh, where do you like to go? Are you like a Terrasana guy? Are you like to go down to the botanist? I like Verdant over on Cassidy. They're a very good, helpful. Oh, really? I've never place. been to that one. What is yeah, it called? They, the, the Verdant. The Verdant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there, there's one in Marion as well. You ever been uh, to Pure uh, Ohio in London? No. Some but fine I'm, people up I'm there, my looking. friend. Yeah, those I'm, are uh, those are some good people. They have like a whole dirt bike set up inside. Oh, really? Yeah, whoever owns the place oh, wow. used to be like a sick dirt uh, motocross rider. Yeah, so they have like a cool like mannequin with his suit on it and everything. Well, and that like, one's a drive through too. Yeah, that one's drive through. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They got drive through. Pretty convenient. Damn, they got a drive through. That's what people tell me. <laughs> yeah, and they got a drive through. Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. Uh, you know what I'm glad for is they haven't put one next to the rallies in Grove City. 
You want to see yeah. my diet just fall all to hell? <laughs> I can, I can barely go right down right. to uh, Myers Jewelers without getting a Checkers burger every time I go down there, man. I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, don't do it, Loper. I have to turn left off the freeway instead of right. Right. Or I'm right in that rallies. <laughs> I'm right in that rallies. Way. I have I have so much resistance against terrible food, except when it comes to like very few things, and like checkers is one of them. Anyway, yeah, that was a, get you every time. Yeah, that was a roundabout way to say thanks so much for the phone call, Don. Yep, no problem. You guys have a good day. Yes, sir. All right, well, Steve Palmer, man, that was uh, that's been uh, very thorough. Do we have one more here? Uh, yeah, this one was kind of interesting. Uh, Colin said my sister-in-law was applying to a college for a vet program. The application asked her what her sexual orientation is. Is that legal to ask on an application? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it probably is. Uh, my guess is that question, it says, uh, is an optional one to answer. I've seen those before. It says, like, uh, I've been asked what my race is at times or things like that. And it says uh, there's some asterisk that says you don't have to answer. or Sexual orientation. Sounds like you're trying to pick me up. <laughs> like, you know, just seeing if I fit in your... Loper always right. writes, yes, please. Yeah. Right. What does the orientation Taken start? is what I write, okay? I write taken on that. Now, I think... Aw, sweet. Yeah, taken. I, I think the U.S. Supreme Court recently <laughs> held, at least in employment-type stuff, uh, Title Seven and some of the other prohibitions against discrimination in the employment area uh, about... Uh, usually it's been about race uh, and sexual, I guess, uh, gender... That also includes some sexual orientation stuff. So to the extent they're asking is one thing, but if they're acting on it and, uh, and discriminating against somebody, that may be a different thing. I guess, is it, is it unlawful to ask? I would say probably not unlawful to ask, although it, once you ask, you're sort of setting yourself up as an employer, as an institution, or as, uh, as whatever for a claim later that if you didn't let that person into the school, uh, it's because of that. And then, then what happens is, lawyers build cases statistically and they would pull all those applications and say, see 90% of the people who checked my sexual orientation is YZ or whatever it would be. Then, uh, you have, uh, they didn't get admitted. Then there's a discrimination claim anyway. So I, you know, I, I'd have to know more generally speaking, but, uh, if it didn't matter, it didn't matter. Uh, the question itself, I don't think is going to pose any liability, at least not for her. So anyway, let me know if you have any questions beyond that. 614-224-6142. That's the number. Get in touch with Steve. You could check out his podcast by just going to our website at theblitz.com. You guys are actually recording today, right? Yeah, we record every Wednesday. You know, we just sort of interface with this and we, we release this audio and then we go live and do some other stuff. So yeah, check us out. LawyerTalkPodcast.com. It's on uh, channel 511 on YouTube as well. Yeah. Shout out to your whole crew that you do the podcast with. And we'll talk to you next week. Steve Palmer. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. All right, so another uh, exhilarating blitz discussion. Pretty good questions, generally speaking. Yeah, I was glad that I was wrong and we didn't hear any mask. Yeah, no yeah. mask questions. That's yeah. good. Except for the guy that was peeking around the window with his mask on with the cops knocking at the door. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'll tell a story when we go live. We're about to go live. I have a story. I have a case just like that, and I didn't want to go into details with it. But uh, So uh, we're going to wrap up the blitz session here and then go live as we have been doing now for the last couple of weeks, even though last week we didn't really go live when we thought we were live when we were going live because we had a technical glitch. But uh, this week we are, in fact, going live. Glitch. Uh, and it turns out the beard has joined us. So let's go let's see if the, the chair can, see if he can do it all by himself. Go live. Here, Here we, we go. Are going live. YouTube channel 511. And it even says oh, going live on the screen. Look at that. Look at that. 
There he is. You're live. We're live. Live. We are live with Lawyer Talk uh, off the record on the live air. We got the beard here. Now everybody can see what he looks like. Yeah. And speaking of masks, man, so did you see that, the guy at Costco? No, what happened at Costco? Oh, one the child star that. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. remember Ricky what movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, got mad at one of the Costco employees and said, "He give me my give me my money back for my membership." Then. Oh yeah, it was Ricky, all about Ricky Schroeder, yeah. like Silver Spoons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Silver Spoons, Ricky Schroeder. Silver spoons together. Yeah, there was some debate over like uh, there wasn't a mask mandate or there was a mask mandate in California, and and Costco was like, "No, you can't come in without a mask." And he's like, "Well, haven't you heard the news? There's not a mask mandate anymore." And he was just like, "Well, then give me my Costco money back." And he was, <clears throat> I think, calling for everybody to boycott Costco. I think he videoed. It. So he wanted lie. to wear a mask or didn't want to wear a mask. He didn't want to wear a mask. No, he's he's he's, he's a, a good mask. guy. Yeah, he's a he's a what? good guy. It's Ricky Schroeder. Look, only bad guys wear masks. They do it to conceal their identity and commit robberies and other crimes. Right. Haven't you seen the Lone Ranger? And well, wait, last he's a good I guy. checked, oh. Batman was a good guy, and so is the Lone Ranger. So, all right, most good guys don't wear masks, <laughs> <laughs> and most bad guys do. I'm calling Ricky Schroeder a good guy because I used to watch Silver Spoons. I think he apologized. It went viral, so I think he issued an apology too. Oh, I, I, only well, I be- apologize for such. I just like I screw think he you. just didn't like his the way he handled it. Well, you know, then he should apologize to God. It's you know not. I mean, I mean the, you think the corporate Costco gods have any care in the world about Ricky Schroeder's apology? You volunteering your membership at Costco? I mean, this should. You know what he he's, needs to get a psychiatric evaluation because that place is awesome. You know what he's been doing? It is listening awesome. to lawyer talk because well, I the do official know, I, store I do know in Ohio. Talk. In Ohio, the Costco removed their mask mandates. Did they? Yep. Did they really? Yep, sure did. So did Home, Home Depot. Depot, Walmart, Walmart, uh, even that was so. Surprising. Wait a it's just your, it's just your choice, right? Yeah. Well, also, well, I, I mean, think yeah, businesses you, you don't have to take your mask. Businesses off also one. have, I think, their discretion uh, in this period right now. Gotcha. Yes, but I just the big, think some of the big be, boys have have already done it. I so. just think you do what's comfortable. If, if you could, don't want to wear a mask, then you shouldn't be one of the people pointing. You know. Criticizing and vice versa. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I, agree. I totally agree. If you're, I totally if, agree. If, it's my problem. It's my health. It's my problem. And yeah. yours is yours. And hey, man. But this is the problem, man. This is where Fauci has sent us all down this crazy path, this this uh, silver to- or fork tongue path, where he said initially masks aren't to protect you, it's to protect everybody else. And then all of a sudden that narrative changed. Now we need two masks to protect ourselves, or maybe three, as many as you can put on. And then he comes out yesterday and says, or two days ago, and says, well, even if you've been, we said before that if you were vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask, but we we didn't really mean that. We were just trying to make sure that everybody felt safe and you don't really need it now. That, that's where I'm, because I got vaccinated, so I don't know if, like. You're looking did, a little peaked. Do they say, <laughs> <laughs> do they say I'm, like, do I, do I still wear a mask? I don't know. Yeah, I no feel mask. like the information well, until is. Until two days ago, is, you still had to wear a mask. Now the CDC says you're fine. Like, because yes. I got vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are some stores, though, you know, that are, they will oblige to, to both sides. Yeah. And there's some that say, that, like, maybe they'll have a sign that says, oh, if I you are that. sick <laughs> or feel uncomfortable around others without a face mask covering, please feel free to use our curbside pickup option. Yeah, that seems very fair. Yeah. That sounds like a great store owner right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you guys talk yet on the, on the podcast about Vax a Million? Oh, uh, my God. No, no, we do need to talk about Vax this. Vax a million. Now, hold on a second. Just so we're all clear, we did promise. <laughs> we promised that we were going to talk about space. Now, we don't have to. We can talk about space We force. can run the ad and not print the story here on Lawyer Talk. But I'm interested. 
We still should talk about vaccinating. Get my notes. Oh, you got. Oh, that's right. <laughs> See if you can hold those up. Get, get the camera. Get yeah. the camera on him. This is these are Jared's notes. The UFO thing. The UFO thing <laughs> kind of did blow my mind. That was your preparation with the Pentagon's for release of those statements. I was talking I am to my wife. So about it. dubious about this. I, I just I don't believe anything they release anymore. Now, oh, I'll the, be honest with you. Now we should yeah. we should at least give credit where it's not due and where it is. The exchequer over there. He would have been the first one a year ago to say aliens exist. No, no, no. I've never, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, I've right. never. I don't there's think There's only it's... two videos that have actually changed my perspective, and those are the, the fighter pilot guys yeah. who are telling me what they saw. And a lot saw. of them are, they're coming out and, and saying not, that. No, not just now. That came out in 2004. No, I know. But 2004 and 2006. The Pentagon, Pentagon's releasing it. These are actual people that are saying, look, these yeah. have been my experiences. They probably Correct. they probably told them to keep quiet about it or whatever. But... Actually, Fravor, Captain, Commander Fravor said, no, nobody's ever told me to do anything. I think it's China. And and a lot of it is you just get ridiculed in the military, you know, when you see something. So pilots always get ridiculed. You just yeah, can't say need, it. I mean, I don't but know what G-forces do to your body. and uh, you Tears know you apart. I mean? well, pass I, out, tear you apart. Yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. Are they hallucinating? You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. The, I mean, I know no, this is on, hear, a lot of stuff is on camera. You need to hear Commander Fravor's um, whole thing. And yeah. it's on Rogan. It's... I... I don't know what to do with it. Now, I had a good friend that just had a perfectly plausible explanation. He just said, look, my camera in the abyss was right. They're living in the water, deeper than we can go. This involves water. And, mm -hmm. yeah. This involves water. This uh, It actually has a or, or a, an aerial vehicle down to That's the water. That's the one I saw. And it's... There's a video of it. Now, somebody told me it's in HD, too. They've only released the grainy one. Uh, they've released the cockpit... Oh, you know, I know, what maybe they, I didn't see what that. What the one. pilots filmed, they've released like 30 seconds, and that's about it. Um, but it's uh, on one of them. One's called the Tic Tac, and one's called the Go Fast. Those two videos and their explanations and the people that actually explained it, I don't know what to do with that. Hmm. I, I am, I'm lost because those guys are trained, and in Fravor's um, sighting, four people saw it. Two planes, four people. He actually went down and chased it. And his first reaction, which I think is so legit, coming from a fighter pilot, uh, and I think it was on Rogan, he goes, well, what do you think about it? What, what do you think? He goes, I wanted to fly it. <laughs> because it was so fast and so ridiculous and so a, maneuverable. Can we get a picture of it up there? Yeah, I'll get you one. That's what, uh, what kind of got me, gave me goosebumps. When you hear like a Pentagon employer, an officer, whoever, a respectable person within the military say, Look, we have digested this video. I've gone through what our notes are, and we cannot find any propulsion device. We can't find wings. We can't like the things you would normally look for when it's an aircraft. I we no, there's we some, can't. It's a, I'm not saying there's aliens. I'm just saying it's a UFO. It's an unidentified flying object. Well, somebody, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, he goes, yeah. UFO does not always mean that it's extraterrestrial. Right. right. It means we don't know exactly what this creation is. And then that's why you have to kind of date back to the 1950s. You have to date back to right after Sputnik got launched. And we realized that there was a new part of the Cold War. And so then you go in through what has been released and the moves that have been made on UFOs, finding other aircrafts. Because, like, even as a kid, I used to say, well, I remember when this, when did they release the stealth bomber to us? Was that the 80s or 90s when we knew about it? Early, it was late 80s, early 90s, because I was in the Army then, and I remember when I first saw it, and, it, man, it looked like a freaking hole in the sky. 
It was I saw it off yeah. the coast of Virginia. Well, that and the Warthog or Warthog, Warthog, well, the, the one that thing the thing that can sort of yeah. hover. It's a jet, no, but it hovers. That was yeah, the that, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, not the Warthog is a subsonic twin GE um, close ground support. Really so, ugly. It's been around for sixty five years. The one you're talking about is like the Harrier jump jet. Okay. Um, I'm talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with um, Jamie Lee Curtis. True lies. Had True nothing lies. to do with aliens. Gotcha. Well, True it's lies. A, it's a, no aliens. It's there were no your notes, aliens. Your notes indicate otherwise. Yeah. Well, it could be because my <laughs> notes here, because really, if you think about the unidentified flying objects and things that people have spotted and seen, and when they started our space program and using NASA as the uh, public shield to the war machine that was going on within it, uh, you have to wonder, you know, a lot of people may have seen some of our top secret projects. Because, like, if you had seen just, let's say it was Sunrise or and you saw the the stealth bomber, you it looks like a, it looks like a yeah. spaceship. It looks like an alien craft. It does. However, it, it, it doesn't ever go that slow, and you would hear it. Okay, but I, I think you're correct. I'm I just think saying, I think ninety percent of the UFO quote UFO sightings are um, black ops. Yes, uh, planes. And don't don't be camera shy over there, man. You can put your oh. let's, let's see. But then, let's but, see where the X checker is. Hold but on. then you so, gotta wonder oh, where where did they get the technology? You know what I mean? Where did the technology come from? How did they figure it out? That just you doesn't know, make did, sense how did to we, me. What doesn't make sense? Well, are you guys saying like China or somebody else? I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's here because how is somebody that much more advanced than our own military? Well, you're assuming that well, our own military is not that advanced. So, look, the message from the military could be partly true. It could be partly false. I mean, we could say that we have no idea how this works. Here's what we're seeing. But that doesn't have to be true. Yeah, true. I mean, it's not like they haven't lied to us about dozens and right. dozens and dozens of other things for the good of the people, like masks. and. Why wouldn't they do that to conceal well, and, their own and, technological warfare capability? And along that lines, yeah, they could have Commander Fravor as a plant. What do I know? Right. As so, for disinformation. Well, I don't know. I, I tell you what, I am so, uh, I, I am, there's about 5% of this that I can't explain. And that's what keeps me coming back. You can't explain only 5%. I'm calling it hogwash. Explain. You, you can't explain more than only 5%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, seriously, like even Roswell. That's plausible. Right. I mean, that's plausible. They, they could have been testing something secret that they didn't want anybody yes. to know. Yes. Well, All that it, stuff. Was it about a year and a half ago we did the show about... Uh, storming the Bastille there, or storming the uh, Area oh, yeah, Fifty One, yeah. and running, we, running like, the, like the this, so it makes you well, right. makes you less of a target. But right. and and also remember, it didn't happen by that uh, Bob Lazar, you know, outed that in the eighties, and they called him crazy and freaking ruined his career and all that stuff. And then f for thirty years, everything he said has come true. And there is Area Fifty One. Now we know it. But in the 80s, that was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, Area 51 yeah. was a total conspiracy theory yeah. at one point in my life. It's like, no, that doesn't exist. Well, well, it does, I promise. It, it does. I, I got to ask Jeff if he knows about the National Reconnaissance Office. Huh. The NRO. No. Never heard of that? No, I never heard of it. How, well, long, has it, how long has it been in existence? It, it started out in the 60s. And uh, really, people didn't find out that we had this whole branch of our government until the 90s. Because it had grown and they needed a campus. So they take this land in Virginia and they're dozing it up and they're building these buildings. And people are like, well, what's going on over there? It looks bigger than a Target. And uh, <laughs> then they're like, well, what are they building? The government's oh, like, oh, we're, we're building something here. 
you know? And they're like, well, what are you building? This is like big office, but it's huge. And they're building it right in plain sight. And right in plain sight. They're like, well, what is this? And then they, after some investigation from a reporter, he finds out that it is the NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office, and which had been already in existence for well over 30 years. 60, 60 years. And we uh, well, at, the point, the at the point in time that it was found, because we're going from the 60s to the 90s. Let's get right that here. up on the thing for it. And right uh, so then, then they're like kind of out in the open, like, ah, oh, you it's got us now. We've been here for 30 years. All right. So and we have. Uh, so this... what's their big thing in all that time that they cracked? Is there anything? They have know? the biggest budget of anybody. It they're, dwarfs the look Pentagon. Right there. They're wearing masks. Yeah, it looks like a safe place to work. I need to apply. So, so Jeff, uh, I'm as uh, rabbit hole as anybody. I never heard about this off. I never knew about these guys. And what's funny is a lot of Jay Jay says this all the time. It's like, listen, I'm not telling you anything that you can't just go Google and see yourself. It's, yeah. it's just about what is. It just shows you how how it can be controlled. What comes up on a search, and if you don't ever mention something, even in today's day and age, you can hide in plain sight. Hide in plain. This thing, so, the, these now, guys. So think about that. Their budget dwarfs the Pentagon's. And so you gotta remember, and this is all, you know, I mean, running through with Kennedy. And right after Kennedy was assassinated, they had closed a project. And the project was to man people on the moon. And they had science research, but they also had weaponry that they were looking to go up there and, and put in. So they already had it drawn out, designed out. I mean, they had done their test. This was a plan that's going to go forward. And one thing that people have to remember, a president is president for four to eight years. Uh, we have generals that are there for 50 Okay, and if they've got a plan and they got a goal and they want to go forward, it might get stopped, it might get paused, or a lot of times it gets moved to the side. So we've got NASA going up with the the shuttle. You know, you mean kind of like gain of function? Uh, so <laughs> bioweaponry, which you're watching it and people are cheering. We're sending a teacher up. We're growing tomatoes. We're doing things, but over sixty percent of the payload of these spacecrafts are going up are for the CIA. So the CIA is, is getting 60% of the payload. What's in their payload? They're not telling you. And that is not only just hardware, but they consider a payload as projects, things to work on, things to do. So they're going to show you with the water floating around in space right. and their little science projects. Well, when the cameras are shut off, 60% of their trip is dedicated to projects from the CIA. In the last year... China has been sending rocket after rocket after rocket, and the Russians have too. And what's going on is that our global economy system is run on satellites. Our, our markets are shot up and shot back down, and everything that we do, click, tap, boom, pow, Robin Hood to, you know I mean, Bitcoin to our full-on NASDAQ Even stock market is controlled from up there. So they have been finding these little small satellites from the Russians and stuff that have been coming very close to ours. Because we only control, I do believe it is, look this up, maybe fat checker, but I think it's 50% of the space, things in space are ours. That, but, yeah, it's roughly that, yeah. But what we're getting hit up with is they're doing reconnaissance down to where they found that they can have little leeches that will attach and shut that thing down or they can take it over. So right now, China's been landing on the moon and drawing. And I remember this goes back to whenever the 80s when I was a kid. I was always like, if I was rich, I'd build a spaceship. I'd go to the moon and I would draw and say, this is mine. Well, that's uh, that's, that's going on holy right crap. now. Holy uh, crap. Real quick here, Jared. 
Um, of the 3,372 active artificial satellites orbiting the Earth as of January 1, 2021, uh, 1,900 belong to the United States. China accounts for 412. Yeah, but they got the good ones. So, but, <laughs> and they do. And so right yeah. now you have to think about, you know, how they can control, how they can lock down. And, and so when they came out with Space Force, I remember they were like, this is a joke. Trump's goofy. Russia but only has 176. Space Force has been around. They're sharing China. They was just kind of hidden within the Air Force. And as the Army was, you know, the Air Force was a branch of the Army. And the Marines are a branch of the Navy. The Air, you know, means Space Force is now a branch branching off. And, and I'd always said it, too. I was like, the main reason they got to do it is they can't hide all the money anymore. Because they had black well, books. They had, certainly, they had, if, they're, they had, if they're making a campus right in plain sight, that's a giant, hey, what's that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then they had discovered that they had in the Air Force... I mean, guys that didn't tell their wives they were astronauts. Went yeah, that's to work. correct. Yeah. They, had, they had two space programs. They had the one we saw, and then the government had another one that was total black ops, total secret. Didn't tell anybody about it. So mm-hmm. we had, whenever you'd see one you know, group go up, we had another group that was also yeah. going up into space. Yeah. Look at this shiny thing here, not yep. the other one. And so and we've been doing this since the 50s. And it's just gotten to the point now to where... It's a new full world Cold War that is starting to happen in space. Actually, I think that's been happening. Well, it's been yeah, happening. It's been happening. Wow. I think but what I'm saying out. is, it's, it's, it's the, the yeah. onions being the onions being peeled. Right. You right. can't hide it now. The right. technology is there that you can't just send things up into space without everybody else on the planet knowing. So right. now, yeah, correct. Yeah, to, to, there's so much stuff up there. So right. I believe in that. You know, in June they're releasing. Well, there was multiple. Down even uh, 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 Carter. Wanted to race because he saw an alien. Uh, Carter uh, saw an alien. UFO. Well, UFO. He says uh, UFO. Yeah. 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 Him and him and a few other guys out in the woods saw UFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did uh, Reagan. Reagan. Saw this him. is during his when he was running for gov- governor. Governor. Yeah. He's, he, he was in a plane. They, they were in a plane yeah, and he, he sat there and there was three guys and his uh, his press yeah. guy was there. Yeah. And when they landed, he said, "All right, Ronnie, here's what we're gonna do, and that's not talk about." What well, we just yeah. saw. Well, I think the people of California want to know. And uh, he was. They were like, no, they, they don't. And so, <laughs> no, they, now, they don't. <laughs> now, if you want to go into it and look through it, the man that knew most about UFOs and any other extraterrestrial out there was the first George Bush. That guy, whenever he was in CIA, CIA and X, everything, X, and CIA, he, and he had control and and knowledge on it. And there's been multiple presidents that say they're going to release it. When they get in and they learn the whole story, mm-hmm. they kind of back off. Now they are freedom of information. I think it's June like twenty first. They're releasing a whole bunch of stuff. This is going to be redacted and blocked out. Right. But they've got new reports from uh, things that we have done, experiments that we have done, strategies we have moved, and things that we have learned. Can we get to? Do we have? The, I want to see the alien video, the one that they released. I've never and, seen it. Yeah. Oh no. So. Uh, uh, you know, uh, let's see. So you know, you got aliens, and so now I'm believing that a lot of this is going to be thrown to the people with this. All right, here we go. Right, let's take a look. We got to right, get them so on the aliens. Here we so go. They forget about the war machine we're building. Right, we got to we got to skip this nonsense. Hold on. Hang on, I got to. All, All right. right. 
I can. So what? Here, turn the sound UAP, on. that's what they're calling them now. That's an aerial, yeah. So right, I'm just going to skip. Kill the, kill the sound. We got yeah. to go on the wrong speaker. Yeah. All right, there's a Pentagon. So this yeah. is, I believe, this is the go fast on the East Coast. Fravor actually knows this guy who took this shot. Fravor's the guy. The guy that did the Tic Tac video off the West Coast. It's that little dot? Yeah, that's one of them. Oh, they could fake that. Well, if you listen to the pilots describe it and how they're ranging and how they lock onto it, they know this is something different. Um, yeah, right there. That just That's a different one. Now okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So these are all from the uh, the Pentagon, and I'm trying to get through the chaff here to get to the wheat. Like this one, look how it rotates. Um, that's crazy. Same with that one. And this is 60 minutes doing a story on it. They were yeah. interviewing this guy. And this is this is real. This is real footage. And you See, really that need square dot that was in the other one was is up there on that one. Um, hang on, what? See that square dot up in the here? top left? That's what so, we saw on the first one. So on this video, supposedly there were eight vehicles in the air. That if you could... listen, if you listen to the pilots talking, they're like, "Oh my God, there's a whole squadron of them." I don't, I don't know what to say about it, dude. But that halo that's around it, that's indicative of some kind of magneto and, propulsion, and, some anti-gravity thing. That it is what Bob Lazar said in 30 years ago. And that is exactly how it would fly. It, it won't fly with any it, it, air and water. It doesn't matter with this type of propulsion. All right. So I wondered. Hold on. There's more. Yeah. Hang on. Let me try to. There's, there's my guy, Fravor. Finley, Ohio. Marine Corps. Ohio makes it big again. Yep. This guy is awesome. Uh, if anybody has any doubt, tell me this guy's crazy. This guy protected us on 9-11. And, yeah, here's right, his here video coming up. Look at this. This is awesome. And he says, you know, hey, it's 30 seconds. It's it's not – but then he goes and he tells you exactly what the – now, when it took off like that, that's that can't happen with a regular jet. So what they have, what we're looking at there is their targeting mechanism yeah. in their in our plane. Yeah, and then he switches back and forth through everything to make sure he's getting it all. And this is all recorded. They they all have it. They, you know, the Pentagon has the footage. It's all archived. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is he is so technical when he describes this stuff, and he describes the weapon systems and the radar. So it, it's spectacular, just because I'm kind of a military geek like that. But then you understand what he's seen and what he saw and saw the performance of it it is uh now nixon took jackie gleason to that, see the body that's the rumor nixon took gleason to see the i wonder yeah. how he picked gleason because they were friends They're and he was buddies. really and he was really interested in it yeah like, and one night he picked him up and drove him to this hangar yeah. nixon, nixon nixon himself, himself. while he was a president and that's the, the, the guards come up and they're like this they look in the window and they're like what the heck's the president Sir. doing driving a Lincoln? You know what I mean? Not with Jackie Gleason. He's like, Jackie on Gleason. And so him and Jackie, Jackie Gleason, Gleason price and Jackie smoking. Gleason, I guess for the next like week or two, had shit himself and yeah. was like out of his head. Yeah, and was just Wouldn't like was 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 beside himself. Couldn't go to work. Couldn't get anything done. Because of what Nixon has showed him. I mean, yeah. It's, Can you imagine Tricky Dick? Like, yeah, I know I took an oath, but Jack, you're a good buddy. I'm gonna show you some aliens. Yeah, that that'll happen. Here, I'll pick you up at eight. 
at the yeah. They'll, they'll let us trust me. I'm the president. They'll let us in. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's cool. I've got clearance. <laughs> yeah. I got clearance. <laughs> you can just come. Can, it's okay. I'll get you in the back door. You can see him like opening up like the exit exit door. Come yeah. On, come on in back here. Hey, check you. this out. <laughs> I mean, the information you probably have as a president. Yes. It's just. And even, even you know, I mean, they said that Trump, he did sign to release a little bit of this information, but they uh, the, the reporting that I'm getting through there is that once he got clued in, too, he was kind of like, well. Yeah, yeah probably not a good idea. That. Well, let's just think about the implications of just this topic. Oh. Really? I mean, what would that do to every society on the planet, to every religion, to every, if we had to recalibrate everything it would explain a lot well certainly but i mean man so people's every heads time, will explode every time you saw something you can't explain it's because the aliens well that everybody it, it, then, it'd be easy everybody would yeah <laughs> right no i'm joking but right. No, you're right it, it would cause a lot of people to rethink it like what do you do what does christianity do right if there's aliens and i think it's i don't think they do anything different it's consistent it's totally consistent it's, it's still it's we still, to say what god is yeah created, it not does, created. Yeah. yeah i mean it, it's it, a big it, universe out there i don't think it'll change it's it wouldn't, huge. It wouldn't, I, it wouldn't yeah. change anything for my beliefs yeah, nor mine but I, it, it might for many others oh my god i think but i see, think it'll blow people's and that's why we have to think about this vaccine. It's, is it really for a flu virus or is it because <laughs> we have been in contact and they're getting things out and we're slowly leaking things out because here in a number of years, the aliens are coming. They need H2O. They need our water. So they're coming. I saw and, Independence uh, and, and when they I come, And when they come, they're going to have the virus that's going to affect us. Kind of like when white people came over, met the Indians, and gave them blankets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they're trying to get us ready for uh, the mutations that so will come off like of... So it's not like War uh, of the Worlds where our viruses no, infect I, I do believe that we're just gonna, they're going to be coming in and doing some mining um, it, for gold. It's going to be gonna, easy, though. We're just going to get Bill Pullman. I was going to say, Will Smith and Tom Cruise uh, are Bill still Pullman's here. Dead. Or Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's dead. Well, one of them is going to come back from the dead. That would have to be Paxton. And they're going to go deliver a computer virus. <laughs> But no, let's, let's talk about it before we get to that's, that's the thing is that you can joke around <laughs> with the aliens and this and that. But let's think about the aliens that are China and Russia. And uh, let's talk about that, real world and, you concerns. Know, I mean, let's talk about real things up there and how they could really mess with our infrastructure by dismantling, controlling or hacking into satellites. They could literally shut things down. Then then imagine this. Oh, we got to do good for the earth. Get these self-driving electric cars out here. You know, electric cars are beautiful. Way easier to track people. Do you think? You know what I mean? Once you get that all set up there, it's like this is going to be a lot easier for you to go. Yeah, you're right. So so what would be their plan? What I want to know is, Jeff, have you heard any alien signals since you got vaccinated? No. No. They're not speaking to you? Okay, good. There's a ticking in my arm where I got the shot. Okay. Yeah. Is it magnetic? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm with you though. It's like if if you have, let's say that um, it's like anything else. We, we it's not the first time we've dealt with this arms race. It's it's it's, it's a functionally it's the it's the functional equivalent of an outer space arms race it that is. we dealt with in the totally. 60s. Yeah, it's like if you don't keep up with the Soviet Union in the 60s, uh, then you better watch out because it's this balance of power that has to happen. So if we're not keeping up with China and the Russians now in space. Then I think that is foolhardy, and, yes. and if we're just going to befriend China and say, "Hey, let's just—we're all going to be pals and comrades together. We'll share our space stories if you share yours, and you know, you can use our satellite. We'll use your satellite. 
Like I don't think historically well, you got to remember too. Whenever we saw Sputnik, we realized that that we have compromised our our spy planes because now they have photos and they have satellites where they can look over and see where we're flying and what we're doing. Then we launched reconnaissance satellites in which you got to remember you couldn't transfer digital photos through Facebook or anything back in the day there to where they had to have an ejection canister on the camera which would eject the film in a canister that could come back into Earth without burning up and it would either be caught by a plane or it would be picked out of the water. And this is going back to the 50s that we were doing this. Yeah. And once we got that, we could go to places and take aerial footage, not as good as what we get today, but now with the satellites we have out there today, the, one of the first launches of Space Force was over 100 small satellite reconnaissance, which we don't know exactly what's packed in these satellites. We know they have cameras, and they can go to areas of the, of the planet that have no Internet, that can go down and take surveillance photos. We can get it all. What else can they do? Who knows? Mm, we don't know. Well, a couple things. What? Remember back in the when, when was the U two plane shot down? Um, and this was a big deal, right? Because it, it, we were spying and nobody knew it. Like we had we had capabilities in the U two planes to go so far up and take pictures, uh, really good pictures for the time. And then it, we didn't. It was only I think in the Cuban Missile Crisis when I remember Kissinger over there like laying pictures on him. It's like we had some reticence to do that because we didn't necessarily want to give up the technology that we had uh, to prove Correct. it. So it's like it's like Jeff and we're in a courtroom. It's like, well, you know, we've got this awesome evidence. Do we want to talk about an opening statement or do we want to hold this back and use it if we really need it? Um, or you do want to educate the witness you're about to impeach by bringing it out now. And I think at the time they were thinking, this is great technology, and they held it back, and then the guy got shot down. May 1, 1960. 1960. So by then the gig was up. They knew that we but had. But we had already plans. been flying over the Soviet Union for four years. Yeah. And nobody knew it. And nobody knew it. And uh, see, now you can't do that. So now, now then, in the probably the, later on in the space race, we had to send up satellites or per, maybe what you said about the shuttles is perfect. We're sending them up for like these uh, altruistic uh, human interest reasons. Yeah, not, not so much. We're full of uh, CIA crap. And the payload is CIA related to it's warfare. It, I forget the numbers. I know it was sixty yeah, percent so CIA. My question. So and it was warfare. Twenty like percent Air Force, and it was, uh, you know, I mean, the Navy had a cut in on it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think when you think of space force, don't think of just space as the only medium. I think it also means cyberspace. I think it means other things too. It does. That that is because that's, that's very involved. The in, cyberspace is relative right, to space. Right. I mean, like I said, they're doing these test uh, self-driving cars in Arizona. How are they operated? From satellites. Well, not to mention, like, if you, you could take down, if China owns the 5G or 4G or whatever it is, communication satellites that everybody's re- going to rely on, because sooner or later it's got to be that for cell phones, I would think. And if, if another country owns that, then they have we have given them, through acquiescence or, or nonfeasance, I guess would be the word, the control over that, they could just shut us down. I mean, that, that's a scary thought. And I, I saw a general one time interviewed about this, and he's like, listen, you're, if we're relying on China for the technology that we use to defend ourselves, well, that's stupid. I, I, I'm paraphrasing. But, but that's what he was saying. It just doesn't make any sense. We need our own. We need to be the pioneers of this. And guess what? We always have until now. Our adversaries could shut down our complete trading and stock market. That's Just one thing. little leech latches on. Right. They could shut it down or manipulate it. Mm-hmm. So like you say, the, the mm-hmm. cyberspace is here 
but it's right. also right. there. It's, it's in space. No, right. it's, I mean, the, the, the cyberspace has space in it for multiple reasons, but one of them is that the fact that it is run throughout space. Right. Well, you can't now, tell me. I mean, OnStar. I, I guess my, OnStar has their own, you know, mean access, you know, you know OnStar yeah, in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. satellite driven. One may ask, what is the law in space? Well, it's, that's it's, it. Well, it's, right it's now, unknown. here's what China is saying. I have an answer. Space law, quote, com- comprises all the law that may govern or apply to outer space and activities in and relating to outer space. Reference three is a special branch of public international law developed to deal with potential problems related to the exploration and use of space. It is based on the 1967 Outer Space Treaty. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be based on treaty. The the law is, look, we have natural law, which is what we all sort of have within us. And then you have human law, which is presumably based, at least in part, on on the natural law. The law only counts if everybody agrees to it. And that's been the problem with treaties. Look, Hitler didn't care about the treaties. No, <laughs> you know, it's like, no. And no. neither no. did the well, Soviet Union. Neither did Stalin. He broke every did, one of them. And neither did Stalin. <laughs> and so did Hitler. So, so no. the law only is what we what everybody agrees it to be. And it doesn't. It's, so what we are, we're in the Wild West. Well, think about this. Now you add in private sectors, which is the reason that they kind of had NASA. So it seems semi-private sector. Now you've got Bezos. You got Elon Musk. You've got uh, uh, Branson. And these guys all have their space programs. And there's like this one guy I heard about like in Texas, some billionaire that has his own that's really super underground. So now Boeing has made aircrafts and spacecrafts through con- contracts with the government. You know what I mean? Sent for, you know what I mean? Since the beginning. Sure. And they've got these uh, space, which we used to use a lot, which were, uh, uh, they were gliders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would attach on the back and then they'd launch them into space. So and they we've been using back up, yeah. and then, then they yep. would go up. Yeah, and we've been and we've been using those. Uh, a lot of them unmanned, a lot of them manned, smaller crafts from Boeing there. But so now- I, I, here's my question for all this: What's the end game? So whenever when I first started out as a lawyer, Steve, whenever we had evidence issues, you'd always when you'd always ask me for what purpose are you offering the evidence? Sure. So in this situation, why would you do something like that? So China, tomorrow, ten years from now, fifty years from now surprises us and shuts our satellites down so nothing works. What happens from there? They take over the world. They want yes. our continent. No, I don't they think they our, take over the world at they all. Want I our think continent the world is gone. And our resources. Because no. if you think we're not going to fight back with that with 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 advanced well, uh, what weaponry, I think what we're advocating is going to completely destroy the we have to just stay. That. Yeah, we have to stay up. We have to stay with it. That's what we're advocating for. Is I think it's the balance of power. This is why I think you know, it's almost like the. Um, I don't know for sure what the attitudes were on on the. If the end game spectrum. is war, I guess I, I don't feel like we get through a World what was War the, Three. What was no, the end game in nineteen after World War Two between the USSR and the United States in the West? It was it was this press to take over the world. Like the Soviets wanted their yeah. ideology to take over the world. Sure. We didn't want that to happen. I'm just saying, with what we have now, it's the and same. Even the stuff that's getting thrown around that we just saw today. I don't think we make. I don't think the human race makes it through something like that. I don't know. Well, that's what we said about nuclears or the nuclear war that was that never happened. You know, the, like we we survived the nuclear arms race and we didn't blow up the world. I mean, there were you, you're old enough to remember that. Like when I was a kid, like that was we would wake up thinking there's going to be a nuclear holocaust, and we were even told on TV, in school, in the movies. Where like how we're we gonna do it? You what see was that the movie video the day of, after? Was yeah. And you movie? see that video of that house being right. shredded 
It's yeah. like we saw that. Like that's like, the famous video. It was enough where I was a kid. Like I was, I remember having like a genuine fear of that as a kid. And uh, you know, part of that probably was the was the propaganda, or lack of a better way to put it, just the the push to make us support what we were involved in, which was the arms race, the spending race with the Soviet Union to to tamp it out and beat them. And you know, so I, what was the ideology? We didn't know. I mean, the the bottom line is back then we had missiles in Cuba. And maybe the stuff that China's doing is the functional equivalent of missiles in Cuba. It's like they're up there and we're not. And if we're not, we need to get up there too. And if we're in danger, I think maybe here's what I'm saying. I'm not confident that our current state of the nation, our current government, is not only capable or uh, capable is not the right. I think we are is interested in in playing. I, I think they're saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. We don't want to do this. It's just a. Uh, you know, we're going to be on China's side on this. We're going to be just friends with them. That way we don't have to do it. And I don't think China's playing by the rules. I think They're China not. has their own set of rules. And if we don't keep up, then I think that's a big, dangerous problem. And you're right. So what's that, what does that mean? It's like if, you, if, the, uh, if the power is upset in any way, shape, or form, and the person who has the most is, uh, doesn't play by the rules, then it is destruction. It's fairly well known that China has uh, adopted the unrestricted warfare um, philosophy and they've for about the last 20 years. So that's, they call it like asymmetrical warfare where it's based on you decimate your opponent's economy and, um, like propaganda and like psych- psychological warfare. And they've written a lot on it in the last 20 years. Well, yeah. They call it like the dragon spear the, or something the, like the that. Chinese. And, and the whole goal is to win the war by not firing a shot. Yes. So what people have to understand is the the next war is never fought like the last war. So we're thinking kinetic. It's never, and our technology yeah. now is far different than what it was in World War II, than Vietnam, than Korea. And I think people have to understand what war you're fighting. Well, no, I, I think I think that's a really good point. And I also think that if if we get complacent with this, and we let it go too far, then it's, it's just that it's gone too far. You know, it's like, then you can't, you can't come back from it. There's going to have to, you can't just trust one power to have it, to to protect the whole world uh, against another or vice versa. It's like, you got to keep that balance, I think. And short of that, if China is the one taking over, uh, all you got to do is look at what's going on. Right. I mean, you can argue it was intentional, argue it was an accident, argue whatever, but here we are, they shut down our economy with a virus. And maybe it was serious, maybe it wasn't serious, but they did it. And uh, you can ascribe motive to them, or you can say it just happened. But it didn't come from the United States labs. It came from a lab in China, or it came from something in China. And it just so happens that it was partially, if not, like we were joint ventures in the damn project. And if, if all that is true, you just have to ask, what is really going on? I mean, is there some unconventional war that's happening that we're just complacently going along with. And if you if you go back to the Khrushchev days in the Soviet Union, I mean, he they didn't even hide this. They said, we're going to beat you from within. We're going to infiltrate our the United States, and ideologically we are going to do essentially what the exchequer over there is saying China's doing. It's like we're going we're gonna to engage in a war with you, and you don't even know you're in it. We're just going to take you over from within. We're going to change your ideology. We're going to use the weakness of your own creed against you, that is your freedom, and then infiltrate it and do bad things with it. Banged his shoe on the freaking, uh, on the bury you. Yeah. I will bury banging his shoe on the freaking thing at the UN. There's, there's interviews of CIA guys who defected or not CIA of, uh, of, Of, uh, 
the Soviet. Yeah, um, what was there? The, the, the KGB. KGB yeah. guys. There's interviews of KGB guys back in the day saying, "I'll give you one. This is what we're going to do to you. This is what's happening, America. You guys are dancing to Michael Jackson and worried about your clubs and worried about this or that, and we're infiltrating your schools, your universities, and taking over. And we're one generation away from a fate accompli." And Yuri Beznamov. Yeah. Um, former KG, KGB agent. And maybe this oh, is that's from last year. He has a nice. Uh, it's scary if you if, if you, you listen that, to it. It'll give you it'll give you chills, man. And you'll be like, oh, that's happening. That's happening. That's already happened. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, arguably, couldn't I find something from America, an American person that was higher up within the government that defective and then said some bad stuff about the government and what our intentions are, but really is just crazy. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? No, this I, isn't just saying something bad. This is he's outlining the plan that the Soviets right, so, do have. Well, 50 years from now goes by and none of that crap happens. Well, it does happen though. Like he's saying, this is back in the 80s. He's saying, here's what we're doing. No, I understand. I mean, we're we're, we're so we're 40 years, and it's happened. What's like, happened? <clears throat> what he has predicted is happening. That uh, well, Marxism. Like we're going to ideologically infiltrate the universities and change how the Americans think. We're going to destroy your nationalism. We're going to destroy your. Uh, your uh, your pride in but your that, country, but that is, I mean, even in the election that we saw recently, it's that's that's the divide, right? But th- see, to me, this is what's so this is what's there's been so always difficult. been socialism. No, well, we had a person that we had a, 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 a <coughs> how many people have this is what's thrown cer- me, me the Bernie Sanders video of him, you know, no, having right. dinner with the so with socialists. But that, it's like those are values those that we've days, had for a long time. Well, it goes back to the turn of the century. You know, housing and a lot of our roads. But that roads never, is a socialism concept. Uh, not so much. I mean, we can talk. Look, if we're going to define socialism, let's at least talk about what it is. So there's a. I, I would draw a line. You're talking about what is the purpose of government in a, in in, maybe as our founders would have intended, or maybe um, that's anti. That's not socialist. The government still has an obli- or is still a. We would give the government limited authority to take care of things like infrastructure, like roads. Um, and you can think of like defense and borders and things like that. But as soon as you let the government take care of our personal welfare, our personal households, our education, our religion, our uh, whatever it would be, our health care. Well, now it's gone. Now you're into socialism. But that's not new. It is new. Relatively speaking. In what last? I mean, those are go concepts. Go back to 60. That- go back to LBJ. Really, that's where it's sort of. Okay. I guess if you go back to uh, FDR, pre-World War II, New Deal stuff, that was getting close. But then it sort of took a hiatus. World War II came, and they realized, all right, we just saw what the impact of that philosophy but was. But how, how does a Donald Trump get elected? It's pushback. Years ago. It's pushback. Um, I, I think I think it's it's like, to me, here's what and, shocks I mean, me. I mean, let's think. I mean, what conspiracy theory was all the Russians in some way— and infiltrated the election. I mean, this is, I think we even had it on here and got Trump elected. And, oh, no, there's no proof of that. Oh, but there might be proof of that. Oh, I mean, that debate we've had on here before, how in the hell would that happen if we have the Russians and the Chinese pushing socialism? Well, what do you mean? That's what they wanted. They want Trump? They want disruption. They want disruption. They want somebody that's going to cut ties with other countries and not trade and put embargoes. They wanted wanted to change. They they want to influence our mind. They wanted disruption. 
They wanted chaos. They wanted yeah, the they wanted separation. And I don't okay, think, and they're and they're and, and everybody. The problem they're, is they're they're trying, they're trying to work in a government system that the, lets somebody rule until uh, they're dead. Man, listen, every right, four years right we now, have an election. Right now, it, there's too many people getting along sometimes, so they have to find a way to divide everybody. If it comes down to where I'm a, I, I eat steak and I my my policies go this way, and you are a, a vegan and our policies kind of go the same way. Yet now that I eat steak. You, you know what I mean? Now we've got a split. Now we've got a, a point here to where we were getting along too well. They keep peppering everything up with more ways to separate us. If they, and if we're together in one realm, they got to figure out a way to, there's too many people there that are different that are seen the same way. How do we break it up? Okay, well, let's separate the meat eaters from the vegetable eaters. Boom. We got we to create hate amongst that way. I mean, I guess I think those are outliers. You know what I mean? Like we don't we don't always share the same political the views. The Russians fact, have been that sending mean we can't live together. We don't care to live here for you know what I mean eons. Well, I get it. There's outliers. That here's it's you not can so much an outlier in, though. Now, like look at let me just let me just put it in this perspective. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying what I have observed is that as a kid, if somebody would have said that this country would elect or even come close to even considering somebody who is a flat-out communist. And you called Bernie a socialist, and we can talk about the nuance between socialism and communism, but when I grew up, Bernie was a communist. That's what he was. And we came dangerously close to electing a communist to run our government. It is, I mean, like that in my lifetime has shifted 180 degrees. That never would have happened in uh, in my, at least in my lifetime. Now, before they called it like progressivism or they called it whatever, but now it's just downright, they're calling it socialism. We had people in our studio doing a fundraiser and they asked me what I thought at the end of it. And I was like, yeah, you guys are a bunch of communists. And I, and I was, de- I was, I used the term very uh, academically. I meant this is communist doctrine. It, you, it goes back to something we have a discussion about all the time, which is, you know, you'd have to change the, the to me who gets elected doesn't matter. You have to change the structure of our system. And it's happening. I went back. Correct. You guys kept hitting, hitting me with this. I went back and looked through all the socialists and the, the, the communists and looked at their, their regimes. And this is you elected somebody for life. They spent 40 years well, in control Chavez, and ruined the government. Chavez was elected once, and then every other election has been corrupt. It's like we've had a so, Trump. Great. Whether you like him or hate him, our people chose Trump. Here's, we had Biden. Now, I, mean, here's I don't where know what's going to happen in two more years. I mean, here's, Biden's halfway through, isn't he? Here's where it's dangerous, is that you, you, you're exactly right. You have to change the system. And I look at the far left right now doing just that. They are taking steps to change the system. So- it, you know, LBJ took advantage of a of a situation in the after Kennedy was assassinated, and all of a sudden he's going to push this idea of a great society, and there he established welfare, and now we're stuck with it forever, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work financially. It doesn't work economically. It just which doesn't is a work. socialist concept. So is not the, even concept. It is. It's a <laughs> socialist that's what I'm program. So is that because that was a change in our structural system, and now we have. I know, but why was that? Is that because we've been infiltrated and our minds have been corrupt by he the was socialists old, in China? He was an old FDR guy. He was an old New Dealer. So Johnson was an old FDR New Dealer. FDR was a socialist. He would have called himself a progressive, but he was a socialist. He was in he was in bed with all the uh, progressives of the day, including Adolf Hitler and his crew, including Margaret Sanger and, and, and the eugenics crew. I mean, that's what he was. And he thought, just like Woodrow Wilson before him, that what he could do was do government better. And I think, you know, the motives, I'm not ascribing bad motives at that time, 
there was a legitimate ideological battle going on. Is that the way to go? And, you know, these people thought, well, the founders, they didn't really know what they were doing. We can do this better. We don't need this. We'll just set up these programs. We're going to create what's called now the administrative state of government, which I defy anybody to look in the U.S. Constitution and find it. You won't. It was invented. It was fabricated. And now, fast forward to modern times, we have a system of government where Congress doesn't even really even make laws. They pass one big bill every year to... Uh, the ominous budget, whatever it is. Could and it have simply been human law, which you referenced before? What do you mean, natural law? That was a that was a that was a president that said, "All right, I got these. I got this problem because I get our constitution and what it was based on, but I, I want to help people to live in the United States of America because I have control over that. What programs can we put in place to help people? Right or wrong, works or doesn't work." Can that just simply be the thought, or does it need to be? No, I think that is the, the Chinese was infiltrating that, us. No, and, I'm going and, back pre-China. That that was the thought. Well, whatever USSR, whoever was. I'm going back know. pre-USSR, pre-World War II. That was the thought. I can do this better. We don't need like. It, there's always this notion that there are people out there, elites, smart people, academics, whoever, that can do it better. They can. They don't like America had this unique thought at the time, which is. We don't need a government telling us how to live. We're going to just create a freedom, and we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to have freedoms to do these things. We don't need the government to do it for us. And it's been this, it's been this shoving match back and forth uh, with our government ever since. And the government has crept out through the administrative state now where there isn't any control over it. So now you have Biden signing, what, like 50, 100 executive orders? And under what authority? And, and what's he doing? And, and what does the federal government have any business telling us in a— here in Columbus, Ohio, what bathrooms we have, or, or, or the president, for that matter, what bathrooms we have. It's it's a cram down of regulatory, um, we know better type stuff. It's Soviet style. With, with <laughs> regulatory. With, and it's happening. But we experienced four years of not that. And it so was what awesome. if a Republican know, gets elected in two more years? Well, no, I'm just saying the great thing about our system was we we elected a different person that had a different concept, and it happens right. every You're four years. You're presuming the system will correct. I You're have, presuming it'll correct. It always has. And I have problem, three points. Three well, points real quick. What's that bill that's going about elections? The For the People Act. Yeah. Yeah. That's not for us. That's for one party to rule forever. I understand. 19, 1963. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. <clears throat> it's past uh-huh. that. They're, it's, they're trying. It's past the House. It hasn't passed that, the Senate. If yet. that passes, forget about elections. So you think so, that from the from here on out until the fall of the United States of America, there will be a Democrat slash yep. socialist. Yep. In, Why in would power? they want it otherwise? See, I'm not going that far yet. I I still have some faith no. that there there can be some pushback. And I would say this: like if well, you're looking it, for we the had evidence pushback of it, in the last four years, if you're looking for the evidence of it right now, look what the far left is doing. And I'm not talking about a traditional Democrat party. I'm talking about people yeah, the, who are so far out there that they think that they can cram. To, they want to. They want to save the world. They want to. Sa- and maybe their their motives are good. But look what they've done. There's a race right now. This is what I'm calling the race to the midterms, because they have this this slight majority. They have it. And so what happens in two years when they don't pack the court? If, do you guys feel different about it now? In two, because they I'm had the talking, opportunity to do it, they just didn't do it. I'm not talking about packing the court right now. What I'm saying is there is at the balance on the scale right now some legislation that if it gets through it's really really hard to come back from that 
Now, on the other and, hand, and, there's but the, a balance. But the precedent isn't consistent with that. You just said there's a, there's a president that's signing 50 to 100 executive orders every day. Why can't a Donald Trump type come in there and say, well, I'm just going to sign an executive order to just de- debunk? That's presuming debunk somebody who disagrees with this will get elected. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if it, look at it this way. If, if you're, in, if you're the, a party and you want to take over, so to speak, with your ideology and— and again, I'm not saying anything. I guess I should say this. I'm not saying anything that they haven't said. Right. We need to do right. these things before the Republicans get back in power because these people who supported Trump are so dangerous that we have to do these things now. We have to um, get rid of the minority filibuster in the Senate. We have to make D.C. a state so we can have two more senators who are like-minded and we got their votes. We have to make Puerto Rico a state so we have two more senators that are like-minded and we get their votes. And then we can pack the court. And and we can do all this right now. We have the majority. We need to do it right. really fast. So what happens and when it doesn't happen? Then Why I, would they miss that opportunity? Because they because want to take I don't over think the world. they don't quite have it. I don't think they quite. Now the exchequer might disagree. I don't think they quite have it. I don't think they quite have the entire Senate. It's a careful balance right now, and I don't we'll think they out. quite have it. All we'll I know is out. all I know is both of these races were darn close, and you can say it was stolen. You can say whatever. All I know is it can't be stolen unless it's darn close. So you have. You have at least fifty percent of the United States that is not in agreement with this way way of life, or close to or that. close to it. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yep. So those those people wait until uh, I, gas is six bucks a gallon. No, for I, no reason. And this is where well, Jay, but that happened. This is where in Jay and I disagree. Too right. And it, it why was do we have this... to go back to the seventies? I'm not saying that, but markets just like Five you talk about. Five months ago, we were the net producer of oil and gas in the world. I know, but we can debate this all day. You're going to say, that's oh, because that's, 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 that's not a debate. That's not a debate. No, 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 no. But I meant who's who's responsible for that? If I'm Donald on the Trump Democratic side, certainly. but if I'm on the Democratic side, I'm going to say, that didn't happen under Trump. That Biden did. It's, that's when Biden got elected. I have no proof what? of that. No, no I'm no, just no. saying. No, they that's can't what say the that. other side is going to argue. They can't they say can't that. Say that. Their, their, their narrative to that is, that's how it has to be because we've got to save the planet because this oil is going to kill the planet. That's that they would they would admit now. Like Biden, the first thing he did was shut down the pipelines. First we, thing, we don't need this. Keystone shut it down. Fifteen thousand, well, so, probably fifty thousand jobs down the tubes, and gas has been going up ever since. And everything else that's made with so in the petrochemical. And they, they would say we're doing that on purpose because we need to switch to green energy. To green energy. Yeah. Well, and, and they said when I bitched about the Green New Deal, oh, they won't do that. Want to bet? Yeah. Want to bet? So you can it's justify coming. anything with a catastrophe that'll Believe kill the planet. Them. So I, I, all I'm saying, Jeff, is this: is if they're trying, you have you have you have these people that are trying. Yeah, but to the other implement. side isn't trying. It's not giving can, up either. Can of I, course not. Can right. I give, throw out some kernels of truth real quick? To uh, oh yeah, I love kernels of truth. All right. So this is in the congressional record, January 10, 1963. Um, current communist right, goals. Let's get it up there then, if you're going to read it. Yeah. All right. Current communist goals. And this stuff is really. Let's just go through this. this well, is, this is from a book written a, by Clean. It's a, the Naked Communist. These are the goals of the Communist Party in 1963. Who wrote so this? So is this one person's Cleon interpretation? Yeah. No, these are actually the goals that came out of the book. Yeah, I get it. So but the guy who wrote the Communist so Party. The one guy. Yeah, yeah. But if you read this, it reads like a freaking playbook. Well, let's read it. Let's go. Um, let's see. Provoke the UN as the only hope for mankind. Uh, if its charter is rewritten, blah, blah, blah. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Do away with uh, all loyalty oaths. Continue giving Russia with... access to U.S. Patent Office. Capture, Capture one, one or both of the political parties. 
use technical decisions of the court Courts. to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Get, Get control, control of the, the schools. schools. Gain control of all, all student, student newspapers. newspapers. Infiltrate the press. Get control mm -hmm. of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. Gain control of key positions in the radio, TV, and motion pictures. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the playbook. Present homosexuality, eliminate, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Eliminate all good sculptures from parks and buildings. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote... Discredit the Bible. Bingo. I mean, this is from, six, this is from 1963. <clears throat> so, I mean, look, whatever the source of this, you could say, you could say at least this. In 1963, somebody wrote this down. As, it's in the congressional record. Discourage the teaching of American history. Yeah. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Infiltrate and gain control of unions. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self-government. Internationalize the Panama Canal. Repeal. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like they knew something. Well, this this was the plan, right? This is this was how the Soviet Union was going to fight back. They couldn't. They couldn't. They, I think the Soviet Union knew very early on they couldn't win an arm. They didn't have the money. They didn't have the they didn't have the the medal for that. And you know what's interesting, as as an aside, I've told this story before. But when I met a guy in 1980, probably 90, mid 90s, mid late, probably mid 90s, right? I was out of law school, I think. Um, he was, it was a, I was in uh, Estonia, in Tallinn, and I was at a bar, it was a Russian bar, because and by then I think it was it was after the fall of the Soviet Union, and. The Russians or the so prior Soviets who were in Tallinn in Estonia, who had, they had occupied it, they were expats. Now they had, they didn't really have a home. They didn't have a government there. You couldn't become an Estonian citizen unless you spoke the language, and only a few people spoke the language, and it wasn't easy to learn. Uh, so these guys were just living in Tallinn. And I spent some time talking to this guy, and he was a former Russian soldier. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, this guy is no joke, man. I mean, he was like this big, you know, sort of. He was like a. He was like their version of the American man at the time, you know, a masculine guy into weightlifting. I was just talking about working out with him, and he was talking about American football. I was fascinated with it, and we were talking about their sports and whatever it was. And, you know, but he did say, he goes, look, you know, we just never had – they never had the equipment to keep up. Like he was like our crap was always breaking down. Like he was drunk as a skunk. I was too. But we were, we were sort of like talking about what it was like, and he's like we would have these parades – and it would be a miracle if our tanks, we get enough tanks to really work in the parade. You know, it, it was like, it was all for show. They didn't have the, they didn't have the equipment that the Americans had. Um, and I think they, I think they all sort of knew that they couldn't win that way. They didn't have the equipment that the Americans had. Like the, the, they didn't have the industrial military might. But they have such ingenuity that they are going to stage a Earthwide revolt that started hundreds of years ago yeah. to impose the communist will on America. Well, all you gotta do is read the. Uh, uh, all you gotta do is read read. Um, um, what's the Marxist? But it doesn't part? make well, that doesn't make that doesn't square itself. Here, it does. You know what it, I mean? No, like, it actually does. If you look at what the U.S. is compared to the rest of the world, we're the experiment. Nobody is like us. Everybody's either either uh, ruled by a king or a queen or communism or some a. a dictator we are the experiment all of those dictators hate us they hate the american way of life because that gives hope to everyone in the world and that's what that's what 
Exactly. That's what the communist. Well, I mean, listen to what Marx said and, and right. Stalin. I mean, the, the communist manifesto. They, you have capitalism. Some, you have you have a you have a few individuals that are dictators that hate us, that you believe can take over the entire world. They're doing it. They're doing it. China's doing it with Russia. Yeah. I mean, the, the look, communism has been a. It, the Communist Manifesto is the playbook for this, and it resulted in World War II in a lot of ways. Well, not even a lot of ways, and completely. Um, and it almost worked then. I mean, it wasn't that much. And then I think what they realize is that we can't win on that front, or at least it's not obvious we can. So we'll do it with our ideology because it does sell pretty well. You know, we believe in equality. We believe in this. We believe in that. And, you know, you can take over that way. And I think if there's one way the United States is uniquely vulnerable it is in its own freedom. I mean, and Marx said this, that capitalist society contains the seeds of its own destruction. I think he was really saying something else. But what, what I believe that's true in the sense of this, if we're going to have freedom of speech, freedom of association, and complete freedom to do and say what we want, it means that we can do and say things that are subversive to the government and have legal protection to do it. And that is the danger, if you're going to have one, of complete freedom. And that's why those other countries don't want that. They wouldn't want somebody coming in and saying uh, it would be sedition in those countries. You mean and the, 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 the modern, few folks that are in power in the, the other countries. The modern example the, is the Venezuela. People know what's going on. And they don't like it, right? They're coming but, here. But they can't do yeah. anything. The, the I modern understand they can't do The anything, modern example, but, it, I can't say strongly enough, is Venezuela. They had what I, I we had. I looked that up, too. They had what we had, mm -hmm. and they have arguably more oil. Mm -hmm. And they I only elected say oil, somebody that was elected for life. Right? I only say oil in well, the means that that's have like the, sham elections. I think all the time. Now, all the so. time. Yeah. Well, but it's been the same guy for like forty years. Yeah, right? but he's in control of it now. The, 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 no, the, he controls the elections. Right. Oh, I with, know. Yeah, with, sure. With guess what? Dominion machines. That's right, where they no. were actually invented. Uh, I'm not going um, there with anyway. this, but it, the point is, is that you have. Um, well, and what happened? It was one election, and now look at Venezuela. Yeah. And those yeah. who would come from those countries, and they were free and and they were free. And very wealthy people, very enriched and society, and they're crumbling. Sure, no, they've crumbled. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. My so, buddy of mine, okay. his sister was the so deputy. You're, you're pro so what's crumbling? the end? No, you're pro what's the end you're like, game? You're like, let's crumble it's, down. No, 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 and then, no. Then we'll I, rebuild I back. No, 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 no. I don't think it has what a I'm good What I'm saying ending. is, what's the purpose of it? They think if I'm going to work and they get power. Total Money. world well, and it's domination. Not I, I get it. There, there's probably a few uh, dictators and, that believe and, all that, like a Kim Jong Un kind of thing. I understand all that, but the people aren't with him. They may say they're with him. Yeah, but they don't have any choice. They're they're under the. Boot. I understand they don't have any, any any choice. I guess what's the point you're making? Did, I guess the point I'm making is. What's the end game so that I, sitting as dictator, get all the money and power, and I can just do what I want, and there won't yeah. be, there won't possibly so there's be. A it's always a race for resources. There's volumes always. and volumes of psychology written on this, or of books written on this kind of psychology. Like, what motivates these people? Are they megalomaniacs? Are they are they right. lunatics? Are they path, are they pathological liars? Are they? I just narcissists? think it's, it's, a, it's too big of a step to say that. Oh well, is in the next two years. Biden's writing all these executive orders. I don't think it happens be, in two years. I and think then it's Biden's going to get elected again, and then Biden's going to get elected again, and it's just going to be controlled by the Green Party behind he, he, he it. Make it that and and we're going to make get, it that far. Well, so well, what, what comes do you back? mean? This is this die. is communism, fellas. Well, fellas, we're really. already in. Well, then does he, well, then his son's going to take over, right? Because that's what we're, happens. Somebody with the same. Somebody with the same ideology. Somebody with the same ideology is going. We're already in year fifty. I'm here to tell you. How I'm long did it take you. Venezuela once the election happened? A lot, a lot longer because order, they don't have as strong as a fabric 
of well, society. I just and I'm not saying that I, I believe see. in the I, I believe in us as as a human race. Me, and I think that the evil has notoriously crumbled over the years. And they may have come to positions, and you think evil's going to win out, and somehow it doesn't. All right, so here's and, let me let me let me address. I think I know you're, what you're saying is it'll swing back, it'll be okay, and everything's going to be fine. I think that's. I, I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think I'm saying that. I think that um, to say that there is a number of dictators, where whether it comes to Russia, whether it comes to China, whether it comes to North Korea, whatever it is, that these three individuals have this master plan to take over the United States and take over over the world. That may be their plan. Are they going to achieve it? I don't believe they can. Well, I would. Here's the thing: you have to define what will happen while they try. That gives them a lot of what will happen while they try. We're talking about it now. There's a lot of people, yeah, who it's agree. Known. There's a lot of people who it's, agree it's with this way of life. Like, I mean, there's a lot of it people hits who agree mainstream with media from time to time. What does half our country? This stuff. Half our country, people, presumably. You know, I wouldn't say half because listen, I think half people voted know China's dangerous. So people you know, know North Korea is dangerous. We've got a reconnaissance wing that you just said is being— To talk about aliens. And now we're talking well, about Chinese. Yeah, because they found— You, go, you equate the aliens to Chinese. <laughs> Isn't that right? What do you mean? I do believe well, I that— I said, what's the I UFO believe you said? That I, I think be- it's China. I was, well, I was half joking. I, I, well, I, I, I believe— It's like they're really, Chi- they're I really believe Chinese that they have recovered a more up-to-date than our 1950s UFOs that we recovered— to gain the technology which built the chips that went into our phones when we broke it down, investigated it, and used the technology we found. But see, here's the problem. The China's got a newer spaceship. They recovered. So this is going to advance this is where technology. You get, this is where the credibility falls, because then we start talking about this crazy crap. What's so crazy about this? Well, somehow there's alien, somehow there's UFOs, and who's in charge of UFOs? So I guess that what we're trying to do, maybe we'll just look at it logically. It could be that there's aliens that are cruising around our atmosphere. And the, there's UFOs. been spottings of that. I mean, there's there's spottings of that stuff. That could be. I mean, yeah. as it far back, be. you probably know better than anybody. As far back. Well, heck, I, we had actually, that, I haven't really well, studied the UFO phenomenon. Well, what was that totem pole that was totem etched? Pole. I swear you had some sort of Mexican... Oh no no he was in Mexico. Like, that's a no, oh yeah you oh, did the Mayans here, yeah. the Mayans oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they had something that couldn't have been it couldn't have been achieved by them. Well the pyramids yeah. are very well, questionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so that yeah. was Quetzalcoatl I think or uh, one of their their guys one of their leaders that got buried and his etching it looks like a freaking rocket that he's in. Yeah so here's the thing though. I guess it's you like, could look at but that's terrestrial and. Then, then you have to ask yourself, where did they get the technology? All I know all is, how stuff. are they going to convince the UFOs that socialism is the way? Here's the thing. That's what I want to know, Jerry. It could either they are going to take... <laughs> there it is, the beard the asking the pertinent <laughs> questions. No, no, no. <laughs> they, whenever they come, whatever they do, they got going on. But the technology that we've gained and the Chinese have gained from their new spaceship that they recovered. Well, well, we had an well, alien I, at Area 51 like when I was a kid, right? That's what I heard. Well, I heard some no. spaceship crashed in Roswell, and we yeah. picked it up. And yeah. that's, that, that, that actually supposedly that's, is in right path. That's what I'm black, talking about. Men in black the whole time, yeah. the whole town. Just we're, look at this light in the, in the Matrix. Oh, the movies, yeah. they always give you a yeah, little piece. Not, yeah. Yeah. yeah, They always do. Well, the, the, um, choices of the, F, uh, the choices of these flying objects are going to be that it's either an alien or that it's not. How do you know it's not just us from a future world? Coming back and telling us how to do stuff. 
It could be that. <laughs> we could be in a time vortex. It could be anything. It might be Michael J. Fox. And in what's a, the in a law on that? Or it could be that the Chinese <laughs> captured one of our black ops spacecrafts, right. and we were like, we wish that wouldn't have gone down because now they can deconstruct it, and they're going to know exactly what we've got going on. So now we've kind of put ourselves in a pickle. Yeah. Well, they had the Enigma machine, right? And they couldn't they couldn't decipher that even when they had it, right? No, we well, didn't. Well, yeah. We, we did. Enigma down. It's yeah. actually a great story. It's women, too. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a movie about it. Yeah. We figured that out. So, oh, yeah. That's called, uh, what's the movie called? Code Breakers or something. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's actually a really cool story. A, I've read a couple books on it. But the, the it, 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 I think what we're worried about is what is going on? What is China doing? I think we can all agree that China is an existential threat to the United States. They are a power that doesn't yeah. seem to play by the rules that we play by. Uh, that's fair. They seem, they seem to have a Which is a threat a we've had for, since the beginning of time. There's no, always a threat. Well, this is this is different, and like I say, the last war we never fight the next war like the last war, or the last this war won't be fought like the last war. We have had threats, but this China threat is far different. Look what they're doing in Africa; they have taken over. They're making their own islands. They, they are raping slaved. the world. They are literally raping the world of precious metals. They are and coal. And, and nobody talks about the enslavement they have going on. Yeah, they have enslaved half of Africa right now. Yeah. I mean, literally enslaved. They bribe the freaking tribe, tribal leaders, and they are take. They've taken over almost. Why would half they do that, Africa. Jeff? Why, I, why would Why would they I, enslave I, it's human the first beings? I've heard. I, I don't know. I'm no, sure it's, it's, the it's the precious it. metals. So it's the first you heard of it's, it. It's the precious metals. Yes. It's everything in our phones. Everything in our. Well, TVs. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. this so there, there are Chinese mm. officers. Yes. Standing guard over individuals in Africa. Yeah. Ordering yes. them yeah. to dig sites. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yes. or, they're, or they're making the tribal leader. I, that's my dad. People. I mean, my dad has been to Africa for mining because he's in. in so yeah. I, 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 I don't ask, know that he's ever, he's never described that. How he's is this that. not Chinese? Is, it's very new. It's even like the, the last five years. How are they dealing with the Uyghurs? I mean, it's like, he, I guess if nothing else, look at it this way. We are in the, for the first time in our lives, the United States and the rest of the Western world is watching some authoritative government take over free societies. We're just watching it happen. Happen with Hong Kong and it's going to happen with Taiwan. Yeah. And and nobody is not only are we not saying anything about it. Wasn't well, that what Hitler tried to seems, do? That's exactly what and, and the last time that happened. How far did he get? Too far. How many minutes of too, too far? Way too far. That's all I'm saying is he got way evil. too far. How are how you going to justify? He's like, well, Hitler really didn't oh, win. Did, Hitler did, lost. How so, did Stalin? You know, it's oh, all I'm mean, just did, saying we can't stop evil. There's evil how, in, the, in, in, in the world. Correct. You got to try. Right? But you got to try. So we why are you to, saying we're not? We're not. Why are we what not? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why did Why did the Western world sit by and watch Hong Kong fall? I don't know the answer. I don't either. I'm not saying I do. And why are we? It's going to happen in Taiwan, and nobody seems to be care. Nobody seems to care anything about it. I'm not hearing it on the news. I'm not hearing it. Well, it's like, I, every time I turn on the news, there's something about North Korea, China, or whatever. Oh, there. Well, we, when Trump our, is president, our reconnaissance we show that there's there there was missile activity or something. At the, I mean, it seems like these. If, if that's what's getting leaked into the news, I can't even imagine what's behind closed doors in a CIA like, or FBI. It feels like Neville Chamberlain again. It feels like, well, we're just going to let him have Hong Kong, and you know, maybe they'll be done. And I, but know. that's a big assumption that somebody made a conscious effort to say, oh, well, we'll just let him do this. Maybe they'll be happy. I mean, there's got to be more boardroom discussions about how to deal with these. See, this is where you and I would diverge. If that's, I don't think I don't put I that much. I used to much, think like that, Jeff. I don't put that much well, credit. I, mean, I, I know I used to. In our I, leaders. I, I, I don't. I just look at what I do for a living yeah. and what my job is to do. If mm-hmm. I'm hired 
to work for the CIA, FBI. Do I make mistakes? Yeah, sure, I make mistakes. But do I try to do the best job I can? Is there people infiltrated that that don't? Sure. Well, hold but on, there's- hold on. How many times has the government come into a courtroom with the best job they can with breath testing science, with um, uh, shaken baby science, with any other of those or forensic interview science or arson science or any of this other crap that you and I have worked together to say, or the murder case we had, the, the bullet trajectory stuff where they brought in the best to do it and they just screwed it up. And they not only didn't they screw it up, the, the screw-ups didn't happen because they weren't capable. It's because they weren't told to go do it. And, or nobody questioned what they had already established. The alcohol case we dealt with in Lyme is a perfect uh, – this is the one that I think frames the issue the best. We had on the witness stand a expert for the state of Ohio, the top guy in the labs for the state of Ohio. And we asked him a question that our expert who worked privately, who taught this, who lectures, who, who is a guy nationally known, says, look, here's the problem with what the state of Ohio does, and it leads to this. We asked our we asked the expert that, and I think I've been replaying. Are you telling me that you don't that this has no bearing on the outcome of your test? Nope, it's not even in our protocol. Well, I understand it's not in your protocol, but if it, it whether it's in your protocol or not to do it, you didn't do it. No, and you're saying you would never need to do it because it wouldn't impact anything. That's correct. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. And then the judge says, "Well, you know, he says that's right, so that's what we're going to go with." And then we're looking at this like, "Wait a minute, how can this happen? How does this happen?" And it's not that this guy's an idiot. It's that he's only doing what he's told. And the problem with the government getting involved in this stuff, it's like, sure, I think the CIA is more than capable and our government is more than capable of responding to an existential threat like China. But I think what we're all saying is I'm not comfortable with the fact that they are responding or that their motive is to resist it. And, and if not, why not? Because there's so much money going back and forth between our country, our private industry, which is now getting very, very closely blurred with the government industry, and China. And so much business is happening, not the least of which is them lending us money, that we are it's, – it's gotten so uh, indistinguishable that I don't know that the goals of our government are to fight off China. I just don't know. I mean, you got the NBA over there. It's like the NBA will get woke about something here, but when China's killing thousands of people, they don't say a word. In fact, they they get defensive of China. Like, to me, it, at least let's talk about it and say, what are they doing and what should we, we be worried no, about? No, I think it's fair, but I mean, I... It... The example you just gave is an outlier, at least from the experience I've had here. I mean, we've made you've made a business on using a state's expert against only the, because they're not doing the what state. they're supposed to do. Only by their but own. They know the answer. They know the. You answer. don't need an expert because we can just. You'll say, "Oh, well, I can just ask him that." And he'll answer right. it truthfully. Because and say, yeah, I mean, I really. And we've had experts just come clean about it. Yes. Just say, "Yeah, I was not asked to do that." Yet we're sitting. Is in that a would that be better? Yes, we're it would. Sitting in a courtroom where somebody is charged with a crime that's going to put them in prison, and they haven't done it. And I'm asking their expert. Not, my point is not that we can combat it. My point is that we shouldn't have to. And why shouldn't we have to? Because the government is supposed to get it right. They're supposed to do what's just. They're supposed to not leave things behind or look the other way. Yeah, when but the they can't be perfect. And in a lot of times, I demand that they are. If they're going to bring a guy and send him to prison, you do, but but that's not possible within the human race. Well, that's fine. So we need to make it as most perfect as it can be, 
and I, I guess my point is not isn't that they, it perfect by by isn't the system perfect by having a person like you to call them on that and if it was the done system in air? Is, is far from perfect and I also think that it is not always done in air I think sometimes they just turn and look the other way so look do I demand perfection on the system what's the yes. alternative do I well, no you're no it's the best system out there the point I'm making is the government is capable of monumental flaws and monumental mistakes True. and we see it yeah. in real life every day in a courtroom. And people are unwilling then to take that conceptual understanding of the government's fallibility and apply it anywhere else. And it's like, how could – so you don't think the government got anything with COVID wrong? You think their science is legit? Or you don't think that we're uh, – that the government has the same motive and self-interest in any other ways that uh, that are go- that, uh, dealing with China or dealing with uh But having Russia. them be perfect, it, it's it's unachievable. There's going to be mistakes made, 100%. You bet. It's, it's unachievable. I don't know enough to comment on COVID. I mean, but I don't the, know if it was a complete sham, if it's not, bet. if half of it's good, if half of it's so not. Why if it's do we presume? I don't know. Then why do we presume perfection I don't presume that. on these other things? I would presume the opposite. I would presume that no. I just said that I, I, I think people that are working within this community, they have their own um, interest in doing their job. I think that Correct. I meet plenty of people like that. In the next three days, I'll be in the Ozarks, Southern Missouri. I'll be there with my cousin and her husband, John, He's a who, was, who was the commander of the USS Tennessee. He's not anymore. And uh, no, he has been transferred. Are you ready? He's, he, they're meeting us in the Ozarks because he's leaving uh, Georgia and heading up to Colorado because he's being relocated to Space Command. Space. So uh, final I'll sit down. I don't usually get too much. You know, we don't talk. We, we talk, but uh, I get little bits and pieces from them. And uh, yeah, my guys and, never and, give and, me and anything. I got a colonel at Wright Pat, and he doesn't <laughs> give me shit. They don't give you much, but <sighs> you know, you you try for it. Hell you yeah, give them the good bourbon. Yeah, you know what I mean. You you really try for the, it. But to but, your point, the pursuit of perfection is what we should always do to achieve yeah. it. We'll never achieve it. So is your friend but, doing what he's supposed to do? I mean, he's what? keeping his mouth shut. But he's probably under security clearance oh, yeah. for all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but no, they I just want to know. Presume that I just want to know. No, I know, but you wouldn't presume that he's this government actor that's tricking everyone. Not at all. He probably is passionate about what he's doing. Yeah, he probably so, doesn't even know. All right, so let's. Let me, passionate, I think, yes, because you got to remember sometimes passion is wrong. Like I said, you sure. got a fifty-year general that is very passionate about this program, and whether what he, you know, the commander in chief, he's like, the guy's an idiot. But we don't have I've a 50 year president. Five, I know it. I know it. Here, and you see, they're gone. And then it's like, okay, he can either get it pushed back through or it's easier to, to hide it. It's, it's, I think we're saying the same thing. Here, here's, what, here's what I'm saying is that we have exposed in our legal practice flaws, like real ones, like huge ones in government activity. I would call those structural flaws. Like, well, that's a that's a legal term of art, but I mean, mm-hmm. you could you could use that in in some situations, but like significant shortcomings. Some of them, I think, are complete uh, negligence. Some of them are intentional. I think I've exposed that. Uh, some are in the middle of that in one way or another, uh, and it only comes out, however, when we pull it out and extract it with like pinchers and pliers and, and surgical tools sometimes, or sometimes a sledgehammer. We have to go dig it out. And often we are ridiculed for the very process of digging it out. And then we get it done and they look at it like, yeah, whatever, you know, guy's still guilty or whatever it would be. Um, and it all happens under the guise of we are doing justice. This is a bad guy. We're going to prosecute him anyway. I had another case. It was an arson case. You know, the guy who prosecuted it. And afterwards, uh, 
he said to me, man, I'm glad you didn't ask that expert about the viscosity of rubber when it burns, because it turns out that when those shoes burned, it would have acted like Greek fire and it would have just shot right across the floor and caught the curtains on fire. In other words, it, it established the accidental cause and origin of the fire as opposed to somebody who did it intentionally. And I looked at the guy and I was like, well, dude, you had to tell me that before trial. And he said, well, what do you mean? That's a helpful fact. It's exculpatory. <clears throat> it's the kind of thing that makes it look like my client might not be guilty. And you're telling me that you're glad I didn't, I wasn't smart enough to ask that question. And I'm telling you, I only wasn't smart enough to ask the question because you didn't give me the information that your expert who works for the state of Ohio told you. Now, his goal altruistically was to convict my client. He lost. So none of this came out. But had had that have happened and it did come out, it's like those are fundamental problems with our government operation and how it works. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen and I'm saying it shouldn't happen. I wish it weren't. I wish it were altruistic and it never happened. I'm just saying that if in that little case on a felony arson trial here in Columbus, Ohio, Franklin County can expose such an enormous problem, then why can't that manifest itself in every other thing that the government does? Why can't it mess? Because it's all the same mechanical structure. It's all the same. I mean, it is the government. And they're they're human people working for for the government. You bet. So I mean, there's there's been other times where a prosecutor has disclosed that stuff to you. There have, and those are yes. people that we they do their job. They know that, that hey, we do our job. They do their their job, and you that's bet. what the justice system. It is for. not always that way, but it is. A I have lot. no doubt there's people like that within the government that only care about their self interest. And if it comes to a trial, they look at it like a basketball game, and they just want to win, and they don't care what the evidence it's is. Their I human, have no doubt. It's their human interest. There's a lot that aren't. It's their human interest, and ultimately, that's what we're dealing with with government actors. So when you say I just trust that they all have a good. Uh, a, a good intent. I don't. I don't think they do. I think they all. Oh, I didn't have... say that. All I'm saying is, in the main, I think there's people that that have good intentions in this world. I think everybody in this room does, but so, not on everything. You know, we all have self interest in things, and we but all. But how would you ever create a system otherwise? If you have human, you, you beings, create the one that our founders created, the one that doesn't that the government doesn't have that kind of omnipotent s- power. You create the one that has checks and balances without an administrative. A dark part of government that nobody can dig into. You can't vote for it. Most of the laws we're fighting right now are administrative laws that we don't even have any, I don't even know where they come from. They're like promulgated and then adopted. We, it's like you create a government that doesn't allow that to happen, or at least if it does, it's limited. And we have now, we're, we've slowly crept into this over 100 years But is there still going to be government jobs? There should be a lot fewer. <laughs> That's okay. what I would say. It's like, well, that makes it a little bit scarier. Not to me. Well, if there's fewer and fewer employees for the government, if isn't they, there a chance for those few employees to? No, because they're not doing that. Like, why? If why you do have we more, have departments? You would think the corruption would be harder. Why do we have departments? Oh, well, God, no. no. What? Because they depend on it for their, their job, their paycheck. There's layers and layers. Now you can just hide it anywhere. You can do whatever you more want. More is you, not you, better. Well, I'm not saying more is better, and you're equating it to more government. What I'm saying is if there are five people looking, analyzing your arson case yeah. versus one person, the chance that something would come out about how else this fire could start might be more easily revealed when there's five looking at it versus one because one could be mistaken. Just like when we work on a big case together, you don't say, Jeff, step back. I got this because less is more. 
No, of you say not. let's bounce ideas but off each other so we can my get pay, it right. Let's say my paycheck didn't depend on that. Your pay. Let's say my paycheck didn't depend on the outcome. On me getting it right. Okay. Let's say that I just had. Not only that, I might my paycheck is written by somebody who has a different interest in that. My paycheck is 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 has a different. Give me an example. All right. So let's say that um, I hate to I hate to use. Let's say that uh, let's take. <laughs> what would the interest be? I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to blow it up. Money is the interest. Okay. Money okay, is the enough. interest. Power. Ego. Money. So power. Have, ego. So, so the, per, the you're presiding over a project. Let's say I'm Dewine and I have now, or I'm a governor, and I have now shut down my state, right? And I've shut down my state based on information that I received from the federal government or whoever. I'm worried. I'm scared. I don't want to be called on somebody who didn't shut down the state and everybody died. But let's say then that like two months later. It, does, it turns out that that's not so accurate, that people aren't really, that the, that the danger wasn't exactly what we thought it was. Now, what am I going to do? Am I going to um, reverse my field? Am I going to continue on? What am I going to do? Well, he did. He continued on. And not no, he that, reversed his field, didn't he? No, he doubled down. He's taking down. mass away on oh, June 20. We're a year and a half after 15 yeah. days. Oh, my God. So, 15 days, Jeff. We're a year and a half later. So he doubled no, down. I, I, I understand. <laughs> How is that doubling down when you reverse a policy? I, I guess it's tribbling. He doubled down after. So All right. So a year and a half later, he has, he has reversed is his it, policy. It, it, but it's you too are, late. You are highlighting the fact that it, that for you, it doesn't make sense that, that masks were ordered. You think Fauci's. No, no, no. no I'm, not, I'm not taking on that necessarily. What I'm saying is what's you're asking what's the interest. All right. So now if I hear things. Or if I'm going to, if I'm looking for things, this is inherent human bias. I'm going to look for things that confirm what I've done. I'm not going to look for things that don't confirm what I've right. done. And right. then when I do things that think, oh, crap, I may have gotten this wrong. How am I going to handle it? Right. And, you know, the right way to handle it would be to say, all right, I screwed up. My mistake. Either gross, negligent, whatever it would be, my mistake. But humans don't do that. And so now, if you're the scientist, what if you have another human stand next to you saying, "Dude, you got it wrong," or except two, or they three? Except our government structure. But would what never, if three of them are teamed that. up against the other two, and they're like, "No, you're wrong." They're like, "No, we're right." They're like, "No, you're fired. You're, you're, you're wrong." You sit we're at the right. discretion of the governor. That's the administrative state. They sit at the discretion of the executive branch. So should we not have a governor? We should not have an administrative state. I do believe that. What if we had the Department of Criminal Defense? Oh, jeez. And the, the, it's called a, na, or a, a state-run only public defender's office that only did these things. Like, would it Forget be? Forget it. Would, it, would, it would, wouldn't work. Would that be? Would that be good? Would it be bad? Like, how would that play out? And you know, the problem with it is, it sounds like, oh, that could work. That'd be great. But there's nuance to doing it privately. Like you and I will talk, and I'll be like, listen, I don't want to get this wrong. I want you to read this and make sure I got right. it right. Now, if I didn't have to answer to anybody who's paying my salary or paycheck and I'm just in this vast amass of governmental departmentalism, then I, all right, you know, I, I should, and maybe there's even a manual that says I should, but what if I don't? I, I just, my personal experience has been different. So for instance, you do sort of have that in our system. It's called the public defender's office. They're mm -hmm. paid a flat paycheck. They don't have to win cases. They don't, you know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. they, their paycheck is not based on and that. And what do people say but about it? But presume the people that are over there 
don't have passion about defending people that they not believe saying to be that innocent. At all. Not saying that at all. Well, you are because no. you'd have to have. They are. They're. No. They're, they're acting for the state. They don't I, care what no. happens. No, no, no. They're just following orders. Far more nuanced. You and I just read an article recently. It said, uh, "Have you ever been?" Re- there was a reference somewhere we have read. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but talked about. Have you ever represented? Have you ever been represented or seen in a courtroom somebody who's a true believer? Yeah. Criminal yeah, yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, 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 yes. All right. Yes. Awesome. Right. Except you and I both know that's not awesome. That's not how we practice law. It isn't because being a true believer means you're blinded by that cause or you, the danger of it is you can get blinded by that cause. And what do you do then? So that would never work in our world. It just wouldn't because you don't at one, you don't have necessarily the financial backing to be a true believer and do whatever you would do if you're a true believer and throw hand grenades at every problem and blow up every situation and fight the fight, fight the good fight all the way to the bottom. Uh, One, because your client can't afford it. Two, because if you lose a fight like that, you've scorched the earth and you're going to prison forever. And, you know, you could say, well, public defenders don't always do that. And you're right, not all of them do. But the problem with it is the motivation is different. And I do believe that the time that we spend in our conference room getting to know our client personally, this sort of uh, hand-holding or, or bedside manner, is, is beyond just making the client feel good. It's helping us help them. Now, if we don't have time to do that, we could check every box. It'll look fine, and everything will be great. But I do like to think that because we do that, our results are better. The time we spent with the guy in Circleville in the gun case in the conference room for hours and hours and hours getting to know that guy you know what that did? It, we gained his trust, and we got to know him. And did it change the outcome of the trial? I think it did. All of a sudden, then he could come clean with us and feel good about telling us other information. And these are nuances that— But that's a presumption that a public defender wouldn't do that. I know plenty of public defenders that work on weekends that prepare for a trial. Are, they're getting the same paycheck if they that? have a trial or they What don't? is the number one complaint we get out of people who have been represented by public defenders? Uh, I don't have the contact I'd like. I, they don't tell me what's going on. I never understand yeah. what's happening. They never got to know me. They didn't even ask me what, what happened. But I've heard a handful, uh, if I, not uh, the same and, amount of people that said, oh, well, I had so-and-so, and honestly, he did a pretty good job for me. I've not. Uh, to me, that's not an equal r- r- feedback at all. I get more the other way. I get more the other way. Or why is it, why is it continue after the first time? Like if, if somebody told us that, we would adjust our call. We would adjust. We would either say, all right, we can't represent people like that because they take too much time, or we uh, we have to change how we're handling it. And and I think my point is it's more than just making clients feel good about hiring us. It actually helps us represent them. And I don't think that if yeah, I brought— but don't you think those private defense attorneys get privately retained to do that and have they have the same complaints? They, I think there are some of those, and then they, they don't go to that person next time. If, well, if I'm going to spend my dollars, I'm going somewhere else. And then that gives the market a chance to correct that problem. I know, but these are people that you and I know that are still there, still mm-hmm. make, get, getting a paycheck, still having people hire them. You bet, but it's not forced on people. So at, at a very minimum, if I hire a lawyer and the lawyer doesn't tell me— But the f- Poach office isn't forced on people either. Well, it is. If you can't afford it, that's what you get. Well, if you don't like your lawyer and a lot we're talking of times, hypothetically, they'll switch. But we've changed, the, we've changed the rules. We were talking hypothetically about a criminal defense department that does only criminal defense and what that would look like. There, there wouldn't be any choice. You would just get what you get, and that would be that, and that'd be fine. And that's what it's like when you go get your driver's license at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. I was just going to say the DMV. Like. So or... what's, the, yeah, what's the alternative? You get rid of that crap. Okay. You so get, where do I go to get a license? Uh, it, it, Maybe we don't need a license. We would have to discuss. Just, the, now, a driver's license might be something 
that I would give the government the authority to deal with. So that, that, that I'd have to give that. I haven't so given we're that just going to concede that there's a BMV problem that you're probably not going to get the assistance that you uh, well, need, but because no. we have you, to. You might con- you might want to restructure how it operates and who they answer to, or it, we could pick different. Well, what what, what do we start with? What's I the like space? the online Would you have it to works. have a license to uh, fly? Let's say a UFO. Or a plane. What's the NRO or, or the National yeah, Organization yeah, the, of Space? Why, why should we have or an what? agency that gives me an airplane license? I think we should because get rid of it. Because they're run by the government. We should get rid of it. Well, or, when you start to – what about an agency? What's about, about the government giving people law licenses or giving yeah. people medical licenses? Or like fixing our roads. They give them the power to create fixing roads, roads and travel. I will put <laughs> fixing roads in a different thing. So, mm-hmm. look, if you're going to go back to classic libertarianism, then what you, what you look at are things that the market won't correct on its own and roads and infrastructure typically fall into that for most police power uh you need a government you need a limited government to supply those things that are necessary to let you engage in your freedom and protect you from other people impinging your freedom within the laws and confines of what we've created and you know when the government gets involved in things like health care things like so it's a, it, I mean, it's it's a tightrope walk for you. You would have a limited list of oh, yeah, government of agencies that yeah. were involved. Otherwise, there, there's no need for them. The the let it, it be the laissez faire economy grows and grows. type structure. <clears throat> yeah. Just let people live. Yeah, that's absolutely what I would. You do. don't like that? Uh, no, I I mean I I agree in, with freedom and 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 people being able to make choices. But I I think the choices available to me aren't the same choices that were are available to someone else because you're white so there are <laughs> there are agencies that I think are out there that have a and specifically people that have a a good um, barometer for what's going on in the world and they're trying to take action to, to change inequalities and I think that, I, think, I think that needs to happen I think you're correct I agree with that. And I've seen that in my 30 years of business, except it's not that way now. Governments, even down to the local level, are so bloated. Um, They used to just, like coming from the science and engineering industry, all, and I told Steve this story, um, like with Columbus and these other municipal guys, they used to be the best project managers out there. They weren't getting paid shit. They lit, they worked in a dungeon. See, how is that? They worked in a dungeon because they were, it was for the better public good. And that's when things so got it, fixed. it meant something to that them. It did. And they yeah. would do that to make sure and be a good steward of the money and be a good steward of the project and make sure things got done correctly. We dealt with those guys. It was awesome. Those guys were awesome. Now, like in my town, that should be done by Den Dogs Landscaping. The city has their own stuff out there. And I counted up one time. It's like $300,000 worth of equipment. That, that should be a contract that was let out to like my neighbor who has landscape business. That should only be managed by the municipality. Now they're having their guys do it. Um, they got so you're saying that's like the majority, and now those folks that you just described are the minority. You know what I mean? Like the ones that had it used that. To be, it used to be these entities. This is like used goes to, back to what we talked they, about. They it's like there's to, something in us they used that to, tells us to do something. They used to right. let you know out. I mean? They used to let out contracts. City of Columbus, City of Dublin, all this stuff. They used to, and they still do. They used to let it out down to like sweeping your freaking, you know, sweeping the offices. Well, now they have their payroll so bloated, it's ridiculous. And they're sucking up good talent, but they're also like drill rigs. The state has their own drill rigs. And the- why why should they be doing that? Should be a contract let out to me. The landscaping in my in my town should be a 
contract let out to the local guys who live and work in your community. You guys don't need to have, I mean, when I was running Sabretooth, I couldn't even rent, I couldn't even go and get a truck off of my local guys where I was paying taxes. They, they're so bloated now. And this is just a small suburb. They're so bloated now that I had to go to an auction. And that was already hardwired for the people that go to the auctions all the time. I couldn't even buy a truck off of them that I paid for. And it's just, it's now so freaking upside down in terms of what, quote, government should be. And I used to be a hardcore libertarian, but those guys are kind of cracked. I'm I'm for the whole scaled back approach of it. Like what you're saying, there are, there have been those people, like the project managers that I used to work with at City of Columbus were awesome. These guys were just awesome dudes. Great managers, fiscally responsible. They knew everything and they got stuff done. They got it done and they did it for minimal pay. I mean, that guy could have been making twice what he made, but he did it because he thought it was his calling. Well, that's something that nobody can take from us, right? Now, 30 years later, it ain't like that anymore. Dealing with the with the people that are managing this stuff, they don't know their ass from page eight. Oh, I got to understand. Know, they I, don't they're know. out there. So the, yeah. the, uh, I, it, it's almost where's your where's your guy that you were you were impressed by that felt like it was his calling? Where's he I, now? I have no idea. The I, problem I, is, you said you want the government to mandate equality, and that what you're really saying is you want them to decide I, what's a, equal and what's not equal. All I said was there were there are agencies out there that have a focus, just like the reconnaissance agency and just like the FBI and the CIA, or groups that aren't government agencies to do what that have raised up to say we are going to. Um, let the public know about inequalities and let them know that because of these examples that we can share with you, this isn't fair. How do we fix this fairness? I don't know if that means government action. I don't know if that just means ed- education. That presumes so many, I think, fallacies that I don't even know where to start. First of all, it presumes that equality is not only good but possible. It's impossible by every measure. The only right. equality that's possible is the equality of the application of the law to everybody. That is it. Now, we can engineer that from a governmental standpoint very easily, and I think that we have, for the most part, solved all of those problems. Then you want to say, we want to redefine equality to mean I should have what you have, you should have what I have, and if I don't have what you have or vice versa, then it's because of some perceived inequality. I'm not saying that at all. I know, well, I think that's what these agencies are now saying. It's because of some perception. I don't mean to put this on it's you, the but this is possi- the, the, it's the possibility. It's the opportunity. Look, everybody's got different opportunities in this life. I don't have the opportunity to be a basketball player because I suck at it. Yeah, you do. It. I well, look, but I suck at you, it. If, so you're, if I had your dad wants to put a basketball in, in your hand, you oh, could have you could have tried I, your best. to be I had a the opportunity player. and I could not do it. So is that unfair? Of course not. Um, it's not unfair to me that I didn't really have the intellectual capacity to be a medical doctor. It just I, I don't I, know if that's true either. Well, I, not with I, that stubby middle finger. Right. It's like, or I I don't have the capacity to be uh, a a professional uh, musician, or I can't. uh, There's so many things I can't do. I'm not talking about, I'm saying just capacity to work, to make a paycheck. I'm not talking about being a doctor. Well, they took that away last year. If the government has got the ability to engineer who gets a paycheck, and who doesn't? And everybody should get the same paycheck. Well, you know, if, if that's that's the communism that I detest because it only results in one thing. It is never going to make me better. It's only going to drag somebody else back to equalize it. Shared poverty. I am never going to be capable of earning a living playing basketball that LeBron James can earn. It The only way to equal, equalize that is to take his 
away from him. I know, but we talk, we're, we're talking about the general public or, or, or folks that feel like they haven't had the same opportunities, and we're equating it to LeBron James. So you're going to give like he's different. He's in the top one percent of you going, people well, in the world. Then if you're as not far as, to take, if we're going to do financially, where do you draw the line? Then where do you draw the line on how far you go to equalize people? Where's the line drawn, and who gets to decide? Well, I mean, I think the same Fair is, question. I would bounce it right back to you. It's like when I hit you with a government program. Well, that's okay. I'll tell you exactly where I draw the line. I'll draw the line here. Question, Mr. Lynn. I'll draw. I'll tell you exactly where I'll draw the line conceptually. <laughs> it is where the market has no interest, uh, where the markets uh, does not have a coordinated interest where it can solve the problem. So, in other words, if you go into classic libertarian ideals, so do you believe the market can solve, let's say, racism? Yes. The market solves that just without the government touching I anything. I think two things. One, the government cannot solve it by any measure whatsoever. The government's never going to be able to pass a law that tells me how to think. Just never. Unless unless you really start to cram down like 1984 stuff. So I, 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 first of all, that's the first thing. Secondly, I think the market solves the outcome of racism if you equalize by law the opportunity that everybody has. In other words, if you, if the, if you have a government program that is patently racist, in other words, Jim Crow laws, that's only going to perpetuate racism. That's only going to uh, that that it couldn't be any worse. If you have a law that says everybody should be treated equally, uh, and everybody has the same, or uh, we're not going to hold anybody back, lawfully speaking, from the government, then I think eventually racism gets stamped out, or at least the outcome of it gets stamped out. Because if I won't entertain uh, helping a certain race in my business, somebody else will, and then somebody else will to the to their profit. You know, it's like, I, I've said this forever. It's like, I don't mind and people hate me for it, but you can have, to me, conceptually speaking, you could have every police officer on the street, an abject stated racist. And I guess I don't care unless they act on it. If they follow the laws, I don't care if they're, you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. Now, the second you act on it and the second you treat somebody badly as a government actor because of their race, well, then you ought to be skewered. But if you don't, just because you think something or just because uh, somebody perceives something, then I, I don't have a problem with it. So I could be racist all day long upstairs and say, I'm not going to represent folks whose skin is a certain color. Well, uh, you know, I, could, I don't think the government has any business telling me otherwise. But if I, if I take that position, well, I've cut out half the possible business that I could earn unless somehow the government is doing something to profitize that. So... I think the market fixes it, ultimately. It, the market will never tell me how to think. The government will never tell me how to think. But the market, in its own imperfect way, can at least guide me in the right direction. So if you, if we break up and you go on about yourself and you say, look, I'm, uh, I'm leaving you. You're racist. You don't represent black people. I'm going to go make a practice out of doing that. You'll probably survive. You'll do better, right? Because you've opened up your practice to half the people that I don't. And you're going to be just fine. And now they have somebody else who really cares and wants to represent that particular race. So I think in that way, the market does work. And this is my bus example that I've told this story where when you had uh, Jim Crow laws that black people had to sit in the back of the bus, take two cities, city A, public transportation, city B, private contract for public transportation, city A, that law was enforced to the nines. Black people were not allowed to ride in the back of the bus. They never did and uh, to the extent anybody let that happen, they were probably, you know, whatever it was, they, they enforced it. City B, it lasted about a day. I'm 
I'm probably overspeaking it, but it didn't last past the first rush hour, or at least the second rush hour when the bus was full, because the people running the bus weren't willing to give up half their profit just to make people sit in a certain part of the bus. So if half the bus is empty, they're going to say, well, crap, sit where the hell you want. Fill it up. I don't care where you sit. This is stupid. I'm going to make money. And that's true. I mean, there's studies on that stuff that happened. The government-run bus was the most racist one. The private-run bus in the same Southern Jim Crow era was maybe just as racist, but they didn't act on it. Look at all this pent-up uh, debate that's been building up between the beard and, and, so and, 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 and Steve. Hey, I, got, I, got I, mean, I mean, I can tell you, I've seen it. Whenever Jeff came in, he had two drinks, man. He's got his LaCroix. He's got ready his coffee, go. dude. He was, and I've seen him. He was already boiling. He was like, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, hey, I got, no, I can't. I, have, uh, I can't debate Palmer because he's have, too good at debating. But uh, oh, you've held up well today, there. Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't come it. in here let prepared me, with any of this. Let stuff. me ask you guys. I, I'd like Behold to hold the Chinese UFO that was has the internet buzzing. Yeah, that's a psyop. I'd like Same. to get both of your opinions on something just just came out this week. <clears throat> so the state of California to get into Berkeley, you no longer have to take the SAT or the ACT. Huh. No more standardized tests because they're inherently racist. Is Berkeley is a is a California? It's a state no, university, no, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. No, yeah. all of California now. So any California school, any you California don't, state. So what school, are they basing on grades? Anybody go in debt is what they're saying. What if if the SAT is racist? Grades are obviously racist. Look, I don't care. Oh, I see. Okay, Look, really? No, really. I, I, if it, I, I want the guys problem. building bridges and, and freaking rocket ships to be the best in math possible. Well, you know what I want to do? Because I want to go what? to California and start a private school. But and, can and you make get it... through a school like Berkeley without? I mean, you still have to. You, yeah, great. You're here. It's like my law school. It's like there was a ton of people that got admitted to my law school, but a ton of them couldn't cut it. Testing uh, is now racist. The problem with that, though, is that this is what more government action. This is what this, happened. Is that people? Here's what happened. They said, yes, you, we're going to let you in. We're going to deem it a plus because you haven't had opportunity or whatever it would be. And and then what happens is the government later on, which, you know, I can appreciate the intent of that. I, I don't I can appreciate yeah. the intent, but it's the unintended consequences that are tr- that are troubling. So then My you God. had Clinton come along and subsidize student loans. Now, not only we're going to let everybody in, we're going to pay for it or at least give you enough right. money to pay for it. Well, the colleges aren't going to kick you out. Why would they? Right. They're going I mean, to so, There has <laughs> to be some. Paid. There has to be some middle ground. So, for instance, I have a friend that's a that's a teacher in a school district that's not it, it, it is not one of the ones you move to because you have little kids and you want to have a good school district in the area. And I mean, he has trouble getting assignments done with some students because they don't have Wi-Fi access. They don't have the ability to get on and do it. So I understand that you have highlighted unintended consequences of certain things, but that is mind-boggling to me. You know, my children at home right now have Wi-Fi access to talk to their teacher or to get online and research something and can do those things. There are people that just flat out, because of no, you know, mistake on their own, they were born into a world where they don't have the ability to do that. They don't. They don't That's have right. that access. That right. that, that. So the question in my is, how do you in the United States, the a young kid like that should have that access because we're trying to teach them to grow. Fair enough. We're trying they to should. find out what makes them tick. If it's math, if it's science, if or, it's 
whatever their love is and trying to trying to, to, to farm that. So or maybe the institutional let that rot. Maybe the institutional educational system is broken. That's but right. True. Maybe, maybe maybe they should adapt to what the That's right. what the factors are for their children. All I'm saying is I think there's a there's a there's a happy median. How do you this. solve mm-hmm. that? Maybe there's programs that have failed. F- maybe no child left behind was a bad idea. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know enough about old discussion but, point because what you have are public schools and the public schools well we're probably getting into something. How long we have we been going on? One yeah. hour and 46 minutes. Right, we're so going to cut it off. We're going to cut it off. That's kind of where I was going when I said uh, yeah, this. This, this, is, this could go on. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is pent up aggression. Yeah. It's not well, pent up aggression. No, no. We, I love this stuff. This is all. This I, I, is. Yeah. I didn't mean to say. I was yeah. joking. Yeah. This is good stuff. All right. So this is. It's good to have the beer. Can I? Can I close on with Yuri? Yeah. Put yourself on a camera. For all right. So Yuri Bezdemonov. From 1983. Get the camera on you, right. man. People want to see what you look like. The main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. Only about 15% of the time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage and such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures or psychological warfare. The follow-up to that. As I mentioned before, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who is demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell him nothing. Even if I shower him with information, with authentic proof, with documents and pictures, he will refuse to believe it. That's the tragedy tragedy of the situation of demoralization. Yeah, and that was there. That was the. That was in '83. That was the intended act of war by the Soviet Union. And, and how are we all feeling after during 2020 and right now? Demoralized. We don't know what to do. What to believe? Or what whatever. to believe? Right. The, the goalposts keep moving. Are we open or are we not open? Can we get a shot? Can we get not get a shot? Is a shot good for us or is it bad for us? Does it stop the transmission or does it not? Can I still get COVID or, or not? Answers to these and much more ribbon mm-hmm. questions next week on Lawyer Talk Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we got the Jim McMahon coming in, a couple of little housekeeping things. Old punky boy QB named McMahon. Oh, God. Known as McMahon. So coming in the worst Friday. song ever. So he's going to be at the <laughs> Studio 35. Everybody check it out. It should be a worthwhile uh, event. You can see his new documentary here. Jim Man talk about it and get interviewed by the producer of that very documentary. Uh, get some popcorn, get some Cokes, and maybe mask or not. I have no idea. Probably not. But anyway, that's uh, that's coming. Comedians on South High. Jason Banks blowing up. Jared was up in Cleveland. Seven shows in three days. Crazy. It's crazy. Yep. It was a good time. People loved it. Um, this this it's just uh, the wave of fanfare that is coming towards Jason Banks is just uh, to the point where, like I was saying, uh, after the first night, I can remember me, Kenny Mock, and Jason sitting in a hotel room, just kind of staring at each other. In awe as to what we had just saw, the fanfare, like the like, it's gone from comedians on South High in a bunker to it's, like it's, he's blowing up he's, nationally. He's blowing up. So you should check him out. Check it it's out. Awesome. The comedians on South High, as well as Jason Banks on TikTok. Then uh, you know lots of other stuff going on at Channel Five Eleven. We were live, I think, without glitches today. Pretty sure, and that's getting, that's getting shored up. We had the beard back. Hopefully, he'll be back, back, back. Sweet. Give us a um, smile, Joe. <laughs> we're gonna be out of boy. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be back here next week. If you want your own podcast, that's easy. Give us a shout. Uh, look us up on channel 511com If you got a question that you want the lawyer talk folks to solve, not that we solve anything, but to at least discuss, <laughs> you should you should uh, submit a question at lawyer talk podcast 
Com. We've got the little email interface that somebody so craftily created for us. It sounds good because Freddie B makes it sound good. It looks good because Dan, Photo Dan, has made it look good. So that is not by mistake. And now with the X-Checker, it's like uh, Hoosiers where we I feel like we're firing on all cylinders with the beard back in the X-Checker. Beard the is helm. back. We've got the uh, command station over there that he has uh, taken command of. Shout out to uh, Dwayne Knapper. Said he loved the show. What's going on, brother? Dwayne is up, watching. Dwayne? Uh, and you know, we're, we're Freddie B up there in, in studio C is working on Dwayne's album. That's, that's an ongoing nice. project. Got way late a little bit by COVID, but they're up there laying down some tracks as they say in the music biz. So Nashville's got <laughs> Dwayne nothing. doesn't, Dwayne doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be phased by COVID. He's going to push through. No, he's more phased by aliens. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it, uh, Nashville's got nothing on channel 511. That's all I can say. The latest video you showed us today up on channel 511 that you guys, uh, that banks and crew. Oh crew. my oh, goodness. That was, it, it could not be funnier. That was... at comedians on South high. You can go there, uh, YouTube. Uh, you can go there on TikTok. You can go there on, uh, the Instagram. And uh, he did a video. It's it's funny, it's, but uh, there was some like for everybody that loves it. There's somebody that's gonna hate it, and uh, a lot of people are like this, like the comedy it, of the '60s and '70s, and people are getting over this whole woke thing ruining it. Yeah. I do believe, but then there's some people that are like, I can't believe that racist. No, no, no. Jason had then to come out. Don't saying, listen to it. I wrote the skit. Yeah. Everybody's mad at the white dude in the yeah. skit. He was like, I I told him to say that. Yeah. Right. It's. Uh, I think that's the antidote to the wokeness. We said that at the table. Grassroots. Go back to grassroots, man. Comedy comedy is the breakthrough for free speech on all levels. George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Everybody has been, yeah. Historically, they just- uh, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Gosh, he was funny. Man, is he funny. But uh, anyway, this has been another riveting live episode of Lawyer Talk Off the Record on the air live YouTube, at least until now.